The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Fill her up! You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> You're listening to Believe You Me with Michael the Count Bisbing. You know my name yet? And Anthony Lionheart-Smith. All right, we're ready to rock. <laughs> Chapstick's <laughs> on. <laughs> Gotta get my it lips on. are chapped as hell. Uh, for the last two weeks, I've had chapped lips, but it's you. You're in blizzard conditions right now, Anthony. Yeah, we have a we had a snow day today, so the heathens are running around the house, and I gave them all tasks to uh, accomplish while I'm on here. But uh, you can bet your ass that there's going to be screaming and hollering and fighting and jumping up and down upstairs, and I'll probably come up to a bomb going off. Okay, okay. Now, when you say the heathens, you mean the children. And when you say the <laughs> yeah. tasks, what are the tasks? Because I want to know. Because I'm always trying to like think of stuff for my children and I'm trying to give them chores and stuff like that. And Rebecca's like, leave them alone. I'm like, no. They live a very privileged, entitled life. They right. have to do, they have to help. Like Sunday morning, I'm like, Ellie, pick up that dog shit. She was not very happy. I went out to use the sauna. There was dog shit everywhere. I'm like, go and pick up that dog shit. You don't have a pooper scooper? I don't, not one that I'm aware of. I, you, you I don't think it's, dog it's shit. pretty, it's pretty cheap. You gotta just hire like a service. They come like two or three times. A- Pooper scooper. There used to be a, uh, a record that sang that back in the day, I think. Anyway, no, I don't have a pooper scooper. And even you if you did, one. I wouldn't use it. Rebecca's what? the only one. It's and cheap. Ellie, they- no, not that kind of pooper scooper. I mean, like a service. They charge like $5 a week oh. to come pick up the oh, dog oh. shit in the backyard. The life of Anthony Smith. It's like $5 a week. It's super cheap. (laughs) I need to get one then. No, 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 I do have one. She's called Ellie Bisping. She did do it, to be fair. Uh, What are the tasks for your kids? Tidy the room? Uh, Yeah, so they're going through all their clothes and and getting rid of the stuff that doesn't fit. And we've been trying to knock out the laundry. One of them's rearranging their bedroom. Um, I got... My nine-year-old's making me coffee right now. She's supposed to bring it to me. So we'll see how nice. that goes. We'll see if nice. it's even drinkable. Um, yeah. Just stuff like that. And, and right now, while I'm down here, the baby is taking a nap. So the task is to like do something quietly for a while. I see. I see. <laughs> That's the task. Well, to be fair, I'm talking, I'm joking, but it is kind of nice because right now, because Ellie's what? She's almost 21. So it's like I have two wives in the house. You know, I have two women I can go for for sandwiches, for coffees, for snacks and stuff like that. And for little jobs like picking up the dog shit. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. We have a lot of things to talk about. Francis Ngannou is fighting Anthony Joshua. Dana White dropping some bombs last night. We've got Dubronx Oliveira versus Sarukian. We've got Dustin Poirier fighting Benoit Saint-Denis. Benoit Saint-Denis. We got other stuff to talk about. Harrington's put things in the news. We got MMA. We got non-MMA, and we have the number one trivia show that you can ever watch. And I'll try and not cheat and not interrupt Anthony this time, but can't guarantee anything. Should we start with Engarnu, Mister Smith? Yeah, yeah. What was your first thought when you seen it? Uh, my first thought was, well, well, it's a long thought. My first thought was, I mean, if you look at Jake Paul. 
Right, going into boxing, and I'm not trying to rip on Jake Paul, but it's just what came to mind, you know, picking off all these retired MMA guys and things like that. And there's Francis Ngannou boxing the number one heavyweight on the planet, Tyson Fury, shocking the world, right? Coming up just short, but dropped him. I would say that he won a moral victory at least. And then but you got a little you got a little lurker in the background. Oh hey, hey, nerd, come here. Hey come nerd. Here. Come here, hold this in your ear. Get over here. Who's this? Hey. Hello. He asked, he asked your name. Aveya. What's your name? Avea. Pardon me? Avea. Avea. Yeah. Can you say hi, Michael? Hi, Michael. How Lean does a here. beautiful girl like you have such an ugly father? <laughs> hey, say so he's not ugly. He's not what ugly. Did Santa Claus, what did Santa bring you this year? Uh, He gave me clothes. Oh. That's good. It is nice. good. Nice. Right. All right. Beat it, nerd. Bye. 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 Sorry. Oh, little cutie. No, of course, I, I saw someone sneaking in. Uh, where was that? Yeah. Uh, he fought Tyson Fury. Now he's fighting Anthony Joshua. I mean, unbelievable. Listen, he's going to get paid a tremendous amount of money, right? And a lot of people might say, well, I would do that for that amount of money, you know. But, geez, Louise, that's impressive. Yeah, you know, I thought uh... – I actually thought kind of uh, you're, you're thinking more of the Ngannou route. I was thinking more of the Anthony Joshua route, like the balls on that guy. Because he just watched Tyson Fury go in there and struggle with a guy like Francis Ngannou, who's never who's never boxed, who's never been a professional boxer, and and get all this. And I'm sure he's seeing all the hype and the, I don't know, the fan push behind Ngannou and kind of the the – I don't know, just the the vision that he's brought to heavyweight boxing that maybe they've lacked a little bit recently after we got through the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder kind of mess. Um, so I, I I actually want to kind of tip my hat to to Anthony Joshua a little bit because that's a he's been dropped, he's been hurt, he's been knocked out before. Um, Francis Ngannou is a, is still very much a, a an unknown animal in there as far as boxing goes so i think that's a it's a big risk for him um mm. and if you're francis and Ghana, you've already fought the best heavyweight boxer potentially of all time anthony joshua's not not nearly as a heavy hitter as a lot of the other guys in the heavyweight division um and and, and he's seen him hurt before so i get it uh, i i hats off to both guys it, it's a big fight it, we don't get this much in boxing though where you get kind of this surprise exciting matchup of two of the most popular or better guys in the world. Um, you don't get that that much in boxing. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right because AJ does deserve a lot of respect here because as you say, you don't get that a lot in boxing. Uh, he has no need to box Francis Ngannou. Doesn't really mm -hmm. gain anything with a win other than, I guess, solidifying another victory, then being 4-0 four, four in his last four, if you will, uh, and then probably getting the winner of Usyk and Tyson Fury. But he probably mm. would have got that anyway. I think this is happening because Deontay Wilder was probably the guy in the mix. They thought he would beat jo uh, Joseph Parker. And then uh, he didn't. Parker went out there, destroyed Deontay Wilder, made it look easy, dominated him from start to finish. Now he's on about coming over to mixed martial arts. Deontay Wilder, yeah. <laughs> what, 37, 38 years old. Not going to happen, bro. Not going to mm -hmm. happen. But that's another conversation. Um that was going to be my. That was going to be my next question. Is if you thought that Francis Ngannou only got that fight because Deontay Wilder was probably the 
yeah. the guy that they wanted. They put them on the same card together for a reason, I would imagine. Um, you know, and Anthony Joshua was not necessarily known as a guy that takes a lot of risks. He he manages ca- his not. career. He very strategically he does you know he, he wants everything the way that he wants it he has no problem being called a pussy or ducking fights he he wants to do it his way so I, I think that was the big shocker for me he's just kind of outside of his character a little bit yeah no he is meticulous when it comes to his mm-hmm. career and he handles it like a professional you know he's very methodical he doesn't take risks right. you know the, the story about Anthony Joshua was that the fire had gone out lost twice to Usyk got knocked out against Ruiz what didn't look himself but this year he's had three big wins uh, and now he's going to fight Francis Ngannou I think for Francis Ngannou it's great because you know for him there's been a lot of questions answered you know can he compete with these boxers? Can he even land a glove? Can he take a shot from these guys? Does he have the stamina to go 10, 12 rounds? Does he have the ability to be able to maintain the power throughout that kind of period as well? You know, these were all questions. These were all unknowns. Well, the answer to all of those questions were yes. We saw that when he fought Tyson Fury. Now, Tyson Fury, even though he swears blind that he did train for that fight, physically, he looked terrible. He did. He looked awful. He looked sloppy. His technique was crap. It was. Okay, yeah. he still beat Francis Ngannou. Still beat him, right? So he can't have been that bad. But it, compared to how we've seen him look in the past, right? Yeah, those wilder shadow. fights were, were a different person. Completely different person. And the physique, listen, he's never been, you know, he's never had a six-pack or anything like that, but he looked heavy. Now, Anthony Joshua, he's not that guy. He's always ripped. He's always in shape. He's always training. I remember seeing it was one of his fights, and the next day he was on Instagram doing a recovery swim. And that always made me think, because, like, when I was fighting the next day, I was either still going or I was laying in bed with a raging hangover. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I was and trying I thought, to pull my this. ass out of bed before checkout. <laughs> Anthony Joshua's there. He's having a recovery swim. Do you know what I mean? To get the lactic acid out of his shoulders, I thought if there ever was an athlete and a proper professional, that is that man. Um, by all accounts, though, and I'm not trying to be a hater here before anyone suggests such a thing, because uh, I'm really happy for the guy. Apparently, though, they lost money on the... Uh, and Garnu, Tyson Fury fight. Apparently, the pay per views weren't too big, so maybe, you know, it's good for Francis Ngannou because he's going to get paid, you know. But mm-hmm. the, who who else is there, you know? Because I think Ngannou, with the MMA community around him, probably the next best choice, right? I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of the losing the money I, over there in Saudi Arabia, I don't think they're super concerned with making money. I, would, I no. mean, no one wants to lose money. Even rich people don't like losing money. But I don't think that that's probably the focus of uh, of those fights happening, I would imagine. Speculate to accumulate, I believe the term is. <laughs> yeah. it's, no, no, they are. They're trying to turn Saudi Arabia into like a real tourist destination, just like Abu Dhabi. And I was, I was, uh, I was researching recently. Um, about Riyadh, what kind of place is it, you know, and mm-hmm. what to expect when you go there and stuff like that. And it says it's like a real cosmopolitan melting pot, you know. It's in the desert, do you know what I mean? Right. But I, I I do look forward to going. And I was like, Me because too. you know in Abu Dhabi, you can't drink, but you can drink in the hotels, right? right. And everyone's going, oh, this was an alcoholic. No, I'm just curious as to what to expect. So I was like, can you drink? And I sort of came across this article. He said, yes. You can drink, and I thought it must be like Abu Dhabi. You can drink. They have amazing beer. They have great wine, excellent champagne. And the best thing about Saudi Arabia is that you can drink and drive. 
And I'm like, what the F? He's like, really? yeah. Because all the drinks are non-alcoholic. It is banned. Simple as that. And I thought this guy's a dick. That's <laughs> bullshit. Thought, We're going crazy on the razors, bro. It's banned? It's Oh, no, it's banned. 100%. Alcohol doesn't get in the hotels or anywhere. It is 100% oh, dry. Oh, to be looking at a different event to work. Well, because, <laughs> because there's a potential that I was going to have a movie. I still might. And I might be in Saudi for a while. So that's why I was looking it up. And I thought, geez, I will be in the best shape possible for that film. Right. You, you give me a few weeks in Saudi Arabia, my God. Ten pack on its way. Headaches eradicated. Work <laughs> ethic through the roof. Manners on point. Sleep you know patterns. I mean? Incredible. Sleep patterns. <laughs> I look 10 years younger. All we're going to do is move to Saudi Arabia. My God. Hey, listen, well done, Francis Ngarnu. Well done to Anthony Joshua. And that's happening pretty soon, right? March, March 9th. Yeah, March 9th, I think. Something like that. And then obviously we've got Usyk and we got... Uh, there's something else going on there as well. Anyway, so that's MMA, that's boxing, that's Francis and gone. Lots to get to today. Moving on, these two fight announcements from Dana last night. Which one you want to start with, Anthony? Uh, probably the most surprising matchup is the the Dustin Poirier Benoit Saint Denis fight. If you listen to Dustin's interviews, he wants something exciting. He wants something that's big. He wants, you know, he wants he doesn't have to fight, so he, he wants big money, big opportunity, all the lights, all the shine. And wants it to feel really big. So I was actually kind of like, man, this doesn't really make a lot of sense for Dustin. But if you really dig deep into like who Dustin Poirier is as a person, I think he wants things that are scary. I think he wants things that make him nervous. I think he wants fights that keep him up at night a little bit. Um, and I can relate to that a little bit. And I'm sure you can as well. It's hard to be motivated when you're, you know, you're, you're Dustin Poirier. You got all the money. You're popular. You're famous. You got a lot of other businesses going on. I'm sure it's hard to get up for a lot of these other fights and, and really get motivated. But if you're scared or nervous about somebody, that makes it really, really easy to wake up in the morning and go to the gym or get your extra run in or what or do do your diet and whatever. So I think Benoit Saint Denis is that guy. I think he makes Dustin Poirier nervous along Benoit. with the rest of Benoit. Benoit Saint Denis. He just he just sounds like he's a badass too, just his name. But I, well, he's he is, probably a guy he is that, a badass. He is. He's a bad motherfucker. And I think but he makes French a lot of the special forces. Yeah, I'm sure he makes a lot of the division nervous. And I think that's probably what motivated. And, and I think he wanted to be on UFC 300 as well. So yeah. he said he wasn't in the UFC for UFC 100. He didn't fight on 200. And he's not going to be around for 400. So uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um it's a crazy, dangerous fight. Huge opportunity for Saint Denis. Um, he could skyrocket. Saint Denis. Saint Denis. Saint Denis. No, no, no. You're right. I'm, I'm just looking at the lightweight rankings here. Islam Charles. Charles is booked. We'll get to that in a minute. Justin Gagey just lost to Justin. He is Dustin Poirier, so he can't fight him. Although everyone's fighting themselves, everyone's biggest opponent is themselves, and. <laughs> And that's actually true. But but you can't fight him in an octagon. Michael Chandler, been there, done it. Mataj Gamrot, Benil Dariush, Fazeev, you know. You go down, where is Benoit? Benoit 10. on the official rankings is number 12. I thought 12. I saw number eight. Oh, but um, Benoit, five in a row now. Five finishes in a row, mm -hmm. right? And you're right. It's not like the big, big names. And 
People like, who was it? Was it Benil Darryushen recently? Like the Gagey and the Chandlers and the, uh, gay, um, you know, the Gagey and the Chandlers. They just yeah. keep going round and round in a circle fighting the same people. Uh, well, this is, I like this. I like this from Dustin Poirier, giving Me somebody too. like Sandini a chance. I think it'll be a tremendous fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like Gagey giving Fazeev a chance. Correct. Correct. So that so that puts an end to that myth that they yeah. won't do this. Um and and uh, uh, Benil gave Gamrod a shot. Oh yeah, early, like you know, before Gamrod ever should have probably had one. Typically, Hamzat so got jumped up. Do what? Hamzat. Ham- how did Hamzat get jumped up? And how does he relate to the conversation? He's the <laughs> well, you. I thought we were just talking about pound, bro. people jumping the line. He uh, yeah. he went from being unranked yeah. to fighting what really high up in the rankings, like five. Sure. If I'm, yeah. For sure. When you look at Dustin Poirier, he's only 34 years old, I think. Uh, yeah, he's not as like, he's not as old as I think some people think he is. Yeah, but he's had like 35, 36 professional fights. So he's got a lot of wear and tear on the clock. He's been fighting at the highest level for a long, long time. Where Son Denis, I just like saying his name, Benoit yeah. Son Denis, right? The crowd for him in Paris. That was, was crazy. It was wild. Crazy. It was the, the 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 French crowds are mad. You know what I mean? They are insane. So I don't know, man. I, I, could you imagine how bad would it be is the question I'm trying to get to. How bad would it be for Dustin Poirier if he loses this fight? Because it's quite the downfall. And that's always the risk, right? That's why you want to face someone in the top five. That's why you want to face these guys. Because, right, if you lose to someone like a Saint-Denis, not one of the superstars of the division, well, then the narrative is simple. You're done. Your damaged goods. You're washed up. You're on your way out, you know. So it does take a lot of balls to step up and make this kind of move. Yeah, I mean, I'm in it right now. It's happened to me as we speak, you know, where you're you're, you're washed yeah. up, you're done, you lost to a low rank guy, you you know, especially if you get beat badly. Um, but the narrative is exactly just that. It's just a narrative. It, it, you don't actually. We won't know until it happens. Until you you end up in like a Tony Ferguson situation, where you're like, okay. We heard the narrative at the beginning of the little run, but like now it's absolutely true, right? So I I think the problem is is Benoit is good enough to beat Poirier. He he absolutely right? is. But how close are they really? You know what I mean? We don't actually know because we haven't seen Benoit fight at that level yet. Um, we haven't seen him fight someone like a Dustin Poirier, and, and it's going to answer a lot of questions. So I because we're we're part of the company and we're part of the broadcast and we're fighters ourselves. We know the truth that if Benoit goes in there and he beats Poirier, that doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with Poirier. It might just be that guy's that good and he's mm-hmm. just on his way up. Um, and the problem is you never find that out until much, much later with a guy like, uh, I, I guess Brian brought it like Hamza, like at the beginning he's smoking people, but you don't actually know how good he is because he's fighting on the bottom part of the card. Now, all the people that were, you know, like the Gerald Mearsharts and the guys like that, that kind of got beat up on at the beginning kind of makes a lot of sense. Now we don't really hold those losses so heavy over their head. Now that we've seen what Hamza turned out to be. Well, as you said, there, there wouldn't be anything wrong with Dustin. You know what mm. I mean? We know he's a great fighter. We know he's a right. fan favorite. We know he puts on dynamic, exciting fights against the best fighters on the planet. You know, this is the question here is Benoit Saint-Denis in that conversation, you know, right. because it's a natural progression. Five and oh, five stoppages, 
right? He's earned this position to be fair. You know, I remember at MSG, the last one in November, I was talking to him. I sat next to him. Harrington was there right with me. And I said to him, you know, when he fired, he said, oh, nothing lined up yet, nothing lined up. But I didn't, just to, to echo your sentiment, I didn't expect this matchup. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It actually makes a lot of sense because we always talk about in the UFC, the best fight, the best, which they do, which is incredible. And in boxing, you know, when somebody gets knocked out, they wouldn't go out there and face, you know, I don't know, someone ranked two or three, right? right. He did just get knocked out to Gagey pretty mm-hmm. badly in round two, at the start of round two. It was a vicious head kick, you know? So this is a tough matchup, though. It's not like they're giving him an easy matchup. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, you, you got go find your major. There's a CM Punk. This, yeah. That is not this fight. This no. is like another top hungry contender that has earned the Dustin Poirier. This isn't Dustin Poirier deserves a ben, uh, somebody ranked at number 10, 11, 12. No, this is Benoit Saint-Denis has earned Dustin Poirier. Right. That said, it is a tough time for him to be facing him, getting knocked out, getting a little bit older, having the wear and tear. However, it ain't over to the fat lady sings. And as I said before, it's always a, the, your toughest opponent is yourself. Right. And and just kind of lastly on this matchup for me, I, I think what happens when, when people see a guy that's been at the top for a while and he's always in that conversation in that mix and then maybe drops one or drops two or whatever. It's like he's regressing and he's, he's not, he doesn't have it anymore. He's not that good. That's not always the case. It's, it's, it's not even a victim of circumstance a lot of times. Sometimes you see a guy at his ceiling and he just stays at that ceiling for a really long time, and he's just not continuing to get any better. Is Dustin Poirier going to get significantly better from now to the end of his career? I don't believe so, but no. I still believe he has the ability to beat anybody in the world on any given day in his weight class. Now, is he going to be as consistently at that level every single time he goes out there? Probably not, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's regressing, and maybe he just mean it just means he reached his his peak of how good he's ever going to be and the people that are coming up around him, maybe sometimes can, can it, people have these spurts, these, these little jumps every once in a while where, you know, they're kind of down there a little bit and you can have the best performance of your life. And maybe that's just a tad higher than Dustin Poirier's consistent peak. Does that make sense? Or maybe just, no, it does make sense. Or maybe just engage you, just call him with a beautiful head kick and just engages the future lightweight champion of the world. You know what I mean? I don't think it's necessarily what Dustin did wrong. I mean, yeah, okay, he could have blocked that head kick. He could have taken him down. Of course, there's hypotheticals what he could have done. But Mm -hmm. he was fighting Justin Gagey. He got caught. You know, he's beaten Justin Gagey in the past. You know, you got to remember that as well. You know, so I don't think it's a case of can he get better? Is he declining? You know, I think generally when it comes skill-wise – I think human beings or fighters in general, we, we have a peak of where we can go. We have a peak on our max amount of ability, our max skill level in grappling, jiu-jitsu, you know, all based upon our independent skills. Like Israel Adesanya will be able to come become a better striker than a Michael Chandler because of God-given abilities, height, right. length, reflexes, things like that. Maybe that wasn't the best example. Or, you know, Chandler could be a better wrestler than Izzy. I just keep mm-hmm. using them too. But you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. We all have our max. But then at that point, when you start to get in your mid-30s like Poirier is – 
then it becomes about other things, about how you prepare for a fight, how you mentally prepare, are you doing your recovery? You know what I mean? So not necessarily skill for skill because there does become a point where, yes, okay, as martial artists, we're always on a journey and we're always trying to learn and we're always trying to improve. But often the areas of improvement can come from within, meaning how you are preparing mentally and when it comes to the physical side of things, not overtraining, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, not doing as much hard sparring, maybe doing more hard sparring, whatever tweaks there are that need to be made. That's why, like, towards the end of my career, my weight cuts were a piece of piss. I was flying in my weight cuts, you know, because I'd done it so many times. Uh, and, you know, mentally, you would get, I, w- I was getting better, you know, skill for skill. Yeah, maybe, you know, incremental improvements with every training camp because every camp you do, you get better. But generally, along the way, yeah, you max out skill wise to a certain degree. But the preparation process in here gets much better. Right. You know, I I kind of, uh, again, I'm not trying to, I would never compare myself to Justin Poirier, but like, I wonder if he's doing some of the things that maybe Glover talked to me about, like maybe me having to do at this point in my career. Like, I, I do believe on any given day, I could pop out and beat anybody, but head and shoulders like am i going to consistently every single day be a better fighter mixed martial artist than the rest of the guys in the division at this point in my career i don't think so and i I don't think you need to be to be the champion of the world i think that sometimes it's about taking the ingredients that you have and changing that concoction a little bit to benefit you at in the times of your competition so if it was you know you see in the nfl they do those uh like the pro bowl thing where they have the quarterbacks do all the different drills and you can see who the best quarterback is because he throws a longer football he throws a more accurate to the receiver more times or whatever mma isn't necessarily like that the better striker is not always going to win the better grappler is not always going to win the grappling exchanges the better wrestler is not always going to win the wrestling exchanges so um i think that that will i think that'll make a difference in poirier's success moving forward is just how is he managing and changing the ingredients in his game to be successful because we've seen glover having a really tough time for a little while made a couple tweaks and adjustments and then go on to be the world champion. I think he beat several people on the way there and as champion that were probably better than he was, but he just figured out how to manipulate the game to benefit him when he was in there. I would say the same thing as well applies to my career. However, it doesn't. They were all cheating bastards. They were all juiced out of their minds. They were all on steroids. They all have veins popping out of their faces, their dicks, their asses. They were all on steroids. You sort of comes in and I wipe the fucking floor with them all. It's a joke, by the way. Just adding a light bit of comedy relief. Uh, but you're right. The, 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 the question is as well, staying on Dustin, how hungry is he? You know, is he still as hungry? Because mm-hmm. the, the hot sauce, by all accounts, is flying. He's made lots of money throughout his career. The Connor fights would have been very lucrative for him as well. I don't know what the cost of living is. Is in Louisiana. It ain't a lot. <laughs> it ain't a lot. Do you know what it I mean? It ain't a lot. So he's living large down there. Whereas I do well and I'm broke in California. He's living. He's living like I don't know. The man. Down the man, he's living like Conor sure. McGregor. He's living like Conor McGregor on 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 in Louisiana. In Louisiana. Louisiana. And if you find that little prick that punched me on Bourbon Street, find him and kill him for me. All right, today's episode is sponsored by Shopify. And if you are a businessman, if you are a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, or you simply have an idea, it's time to turn that idea into a reality. And that is what Shopify is going to let you do. Okay, it's going to allow you to have an idea, create a business, get online sell the product to everyone on the internet, take payment methods and do it all quick, easily, 
convenient and more importantly cheaply shopify will even let you sell across all social media marketplaces like tiktok facebook and instagram and of course it's packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code and also there's a 24 7 uh, extensive business course library and they are there to support you every single step of the way if you have a little business rinky dink time to get serious if you've got an idea for a brand and you want to sell it's time to give shopify a try it's time to get serious about your business and go to shopify right now and take advantage of this incredible offer you can sign up for one dollar per month at shopify.com slash believe right one dollar per month think about this you want a website it'll cost you a bomb you want to get all the 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 support it's going to cost you a bomb well right now you can sign up for one dollar per month at shopify.com slash believe all lowercase shopify.com slash believe to take your business to the next level today shopify.com slash believe uh another fight announcement before we get to some non-mma because apparently there's all kinds of weirdness going on in miami there's power outings there's cops there's aliens there's all kinds of shit but we're gonna get to that after we talk about this next fight booking um who is it armin sarukian do bronx charles Oliveira. my initial thought was that means one thing that means one thing what does that mean? Is that Makachev's fighting just engaging next? That's not what Dana said. Oh, really? I, I didn't I didn't actually watch no, the whole thing. I he just said, saw the headline. No, he said Islam's hurt and the winner will fight uh Islam in the summer, is what he said. Okay. Now that could always right. change. Hey, listen, listen, it's Dana's company. And what do I know? I mean, I, right. I, I'm literally, you're just telling me what was said. I think, I think, I think that uh, Sarukin and Oliveira will fight the winner of Gagey and Islam. <laughs> <laughs> They'll what fight if the winner he's just of Gagey and Islam, but I don't know. What if he's just being tricky and it's Islam versus Gagey for UFC 300 and he just doesn't want us to blow it? He might Hold just on. be UFC being tricky. three hundred dollars in April. I do believe March, April is. And they're not going to make UFC two ninety nine better than UFC three hundred, right? I tell you what, UFC two ninety nine. Look at is, this. Right, is a barn UFC, burner. UFC two ninety nine. You got Sean O'Malley, Cheeto Vera. Huge. You got Dustin Poirier, Benoit Saint Denis, five round co main event. Gilbert Burns, Jack Della Madalena. Incredible Ooh. fight. Kevin Holland, Michael Venom Page, Incredible. right? Welcome to the UFC, Michael Venom Page. You joined us on Thursday, by the way, so don't miss that. Curtis Blaze, Jailton Almeida, sick fight. Chukagian, Macy Barber, Harrington, hold your horses. Matthias Gamrot, Rafael Dos Angeles, Piotr Jansong, your dog, Pedro Munoz is on there. I mean, that's that's pretty much as close to being as good as you can get. Yeah, that's a I ridiculous fight card. That's crazy. And you, and you, uh, one would always think that. There's got to be one massive name for UFC 300. Like, like who is it going to be? So, so how is, is it, it going to be Leon? Oh, brother, is it going to be Leon and uh, uh, I'm Brian. I'm Brian. Joe well, I can't remember. Joe I can't remember his name. It's, it's more uh, uh, Bilal. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Bilal. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just messing um, with you. No, no, jump on Brian Harrington if you're both there. It looks like Harrington's. Gone he took to a the walk real quick. He'll be back in a second. I'm sure he went to go get his bow tie. I wonder what that is a code for. I wonder what he's actually doing. I think um, he's actually going to get a bow tie. <laughs> are you serious? 
Oh, well, he's going to host a game a show. Quiz. He's going to be a quick <laughs> Right, I'm, just, I'm not hating on Harrington, but one would have thought he could go for the walk to get a bow tie before the show. Yeah, I have these kind of thoughts all the time about him. I don't know. <laughs> what would assume, I don't know where Harrington lives. He, oh, he's at the studio, I think. Is there a bow tie outlet close to where you are? A <laughs> bow tie outlet. <laughs> what happened? We can find out where he is right now. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Have you been bow tie shopping? Uh, I have not been bow tie shopping. No, no, no. I got, I got, mm, I got something for you guys for the uh, <laughs> competition today. But um, what do we know about UFC 300? Because we're just saying, or Anthony said it, and I agree. It's hard to imagine because UFC 299 in Miami is insane, right? How is UFC 300 going to top that? So what do we have so far? Supposedly, Bilal versus Leon. Uh, for 300. Yeah, that's the rumor. Yeah, we uh, we also have Bo Nickel uh, is fighting yep. uh, Cody Brundage. Cody Brundage, great um, fight, great fight. And One then is go it for it. Uh, no, Paulo Costa is on UFC 299, right? Yeah, no. as of right now, it looks like there's only the four foot fights booked. Uh, I have Bo Nickel, Cody Brundage, Calvin Qatar, Aljamain Sterling. Jiri Prohaska, Alexander Rakic, and uh, Charlie Oliveira and Armin Saryukin. Well, this morning I did. They, yeah, they, don't get me wrong, great. That's fast. a great this start. Morning, I did uh, an interview with some uh, British journalist, and he said to me, it, basically a very similar conversation to what we're having now. And his actual words were, "What rabbit do you think they're going to pull out of their hat?" in terms of a main event. And I know we had this conversation last week, but Anthony said there's no way they're going to have 300 better than 299. 299 is effing ridiculous. Yeah. So I was thinking that this morning when I looked at the full lineup for UFC 299, I think UFC 199 it was probably my favorite pay-per-view from that era, and that was right before 200 as well. So they do like yeah. to stack them uh, uh, before and after. But I mean, 200 was pretty fire, though. No, no, it was. And Harrington, the reason I did that is not because I was on 199 and became the champ. No, got to get that I, in there, though. Is Do you think they consciously go, right, okay, with the landmark event, let's stack it before? No, it's the way the cookies crumble. They're booking fights. They've got people. They've got injuries. They've got venues. They don't say, let's make 199. Or do you think they do, actually? You don't they think made, they save some fights for the big pay-per-views where no. like they could have booked it maybe a month or two earlier, but they're like, fuck it, let's save it for the big oh, one. I'm sure they do I, that for sure. I got a good point here. Uh, go, so go they, ahead. They saved the landmark announcement for UFC 200 for the middle of UFC 199 because they expected every eye that would ever possibly buy 200 to already be on 199. And that is that when... Ariel Hawani got thrown out of the arena because he yeah. broke Brock Lesnar versus yep. Mark Hunt. Yep. yep. Yeah. What if? What if? I'm I'm being a I'm I'm on my Brian train right now. Like, what if there is? That's I'm being on, a everybody. Of, I'm being a little bit of a conspiracy theorist here. What if there's some smoke and mirrors going on and like out of nowhere it's Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler at 300 and they have just been messing with us this whole time. I wouldn't put it past them. That would be crazy. Although, well, is that not... Connor with the whole... Oh, 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 oh. Maybe yeah. that was not the 185 thing. Because Connor is training, right? According to social media and everything what I'm hearing, he's training right well, now. He's, he's and he's ready. like trying to make you believe that he's not by all his little Instagram posts. Did you see the timeline thing? 
I almost pissed myself. I was laughing so hard. He posted it on his Instagram. It was like on a story. It was like 6 a.m. It's like Michael Chandler on one side, Connor on the other. And like on Michael Chandler, oh, no, like I 6 a.m. wake up, 8 a.m. first workout. Like Connor's is like wake up at 11, yacht blowjob at noon. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. To be yeah. fair, bring that up, Brian. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that you might be onto something there, Anthony. I, I, oh, I mean, no. far be it from us to, to blow it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Now I hope I'm not right. <laughs> yeah, because we're all fired. We're, yeah. we're getting the Helwani treatment. Yeah, we can't have that. The question That'd is, be... which one of us is going to cry? There you go. Walk <laughs> What movie is that? Is that mm. Kickboxer? Scarface. Oh, Scarface, of course. Have you seen Scarface, Anthony? No. Jesus Christ. So this <laughs> is what we're going to do when we hang out instead of like filming cool shit where we go out into the woods and like shoot things. We're just going to watch movies. <laughs> Anthony, Scarface is an absolute classic. You have to watch Scarface, brother. We got it. We were supposed to be, Brian was supposed to compile a list. I that sent I was, you a that list. That I was supposed to check off as the year goes. Scarface yeah, was not on also, that list. You're also supposed that is fair. to take your own initiative to see classic movies. Nah, you know if, what I was, you if, if I was an adult. What we direct you to, to guide you by the hand. That's exactly like, what I right. want. <laughs> Scarface is a classic, man. Scarface. I tell you, oh. Okay. Okay. You want to play, oh? <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. The majority of that dialogue is not safe for YouTube. No, it's and Harrison pulled your face. What are you pulling your face at, Harrison? No, I was just thinking, I, I was really just scratching my head for like, what's the rabbit Dana could pull out of his hat right now? And I <laughs> to one bring it right back me. on track and say, Yeah, yeah, rescue the show. Well done, no, Harrison. <laughs> sorry, I, that's my ADD doing a good thing. Oh, no, it's uh, good. Out of nowhere, I mean, an apropos of nothing, maybe it's like a special match, maybe it's 165. Khabib. Khabib. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't you, think you, Khabib's coming back, man. He said uh, he swore an oath. You know what I mean? Like George St. Pierre. That'd be what if it was like GSP versus Robbie Lawler. No, 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 no. If GSP comes back, number one, he has to lose. He has to lose. Otherwise, he makes it. No, he has to win. I mean, yeah, he makes yeah. A dick out of me. <laughs> uh, and he has to fight. He has to fight. I mean, who's the champion? <clears throat> Charles Strickland, the winner of Drickus and Strickland. See, yeah, so that? I try to go through the weight classes. Like, even if you like you at heavyweight, it's Tom, John, and Stipe. And I don't think any of those are going to happen. And then 205, everything's kind of booked there. At 185, that's already booked. It's only the 170 title. 155 doesn't sound like it's happening. 145. That's no, I know. I'm with you. Like, I'm yeah. with you. There is, it's I Jose Aldo versus Alex Portan Pereira. It's not what he wants to see. And we haven't even talked about Saruki and Dubrox Oliveira. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, everything I thought about when I seen that matchup was the things we're talking about right now. It yeah. just took a handful of other opportunities off the table because I don't think we're going to see Islam fight and it not be Gaethje or... Oliveira. So then we pull Oliveira, you're like, all right, well, maybe it's, maybe that's it. Maybe it's Islam and Gaethje. But Dana seemed to be pretty clear that Islam is hurt 
and is not fighting until the summertime makes a little bit of sense because Islam doesn't fight that often. Um, so that it just that matchup made a lot of other things clear to me. I suppose it's a great fight, actually, and I I'm excited to see the grappling. It, it is. It is a. I mean, I'm sure the UFC they've been planning and working on this for a very long time. But Islam pound for pound, Pantoja's fighting soon. O'Malley, he could potentially make a fast turnaround, but he's going well, to. Pantoja just fought, right? Yeah, Volkanovski, he's fighting Thingy Bob uh, Taporia, Makachev, <laughs> Leon supposedly going to be on there. Strickland's on next week. Brock Lesnar's coming back. <laughs> do we want to see? Do we want to see that though? Versus Tom. I don't know. Ooh, versus Tom. That might Tom. be Let's get a crazy Tom fight. Let's get Tom No, no, paid. no. Do, do you know what? Do you know what? I was going to say, but yeah, but we had him on UFC 100. We had him on UFC 200. The, but that's why. They're bringing back Brock Lesnar. He <laughs> is the man, the, the centennial man. And it really doesn't matter who he fights. 100, 200, 300. <laughs> Never mind, Jim Miller. Step aside, Butch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Jim Miller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many Jim Millers could Brock Lesnar beat? Not many. Uh, not two. N- not two. No. One and a quarter. One, you- maybe. If Jim gets a hold well, no, of a neck no, or no. something. Le- Listen, I love Jim Miller, but Brock Lesnar could beat Jim Miller. Uh, maybe. That's what, like, I think that's a 50-50. If right, Brock Lesnar lands big, Jim Miller goes goes to sleep. You're gonna take fifty thousand dollars on your bank account. And you're gonna bet it on Jim Miller or Brock Lesnar. You're putting it on Brock Lesnar all day long. I'm not sure I would. You're out of your mind. Listen, I love Jim Miller. I'm, I'm, and maybe I have so much love for Jim Miller that I can't imagine him not catching Brock Lesnar in a submission. That guy's nasty on the ground, on the street. Definitely Jim Miller on the street. Oh, God, you are out of your mind. In an but MMA fight? Well, no. In two an MMA Jim fight. Millers, Jim Miller and Dan Miller. Two brothers, the Miller brothers. That's a bloodbath. That's a bloodbath. Oh, they, <laughs> they smoke rock. They smoke rock. UFC 300. Tag <laughs> <laughs> team. How many? Okay, here's a good question. How many Brandon Roy Vells would it take to beat Brock Lesnar in a fight? I don't know, but it'd be a really spazzy, crazy octagon to watch. You wouldn't know where to look. And with one eye, I'd be fucked. Brandon Roy Bell would be spinning around everywhere. Referees would be getting knocked out. Cut men would be getting elbowed. The ring card girls are going to get smashed to pieces as well because Roy Val is a mental patient. Five five Brandon Roy Vells and two referees probably. How old old is Brock Lesnar now, though? Because he can't keep coming back. Every few years. Because I mean, he was meant to be, come back to DC, right? If I had to guess, 46 or 47? Right. Maybe. So get, For, Harrington, yep, Harrington said 46. 46. Yeah. What about Dwayne The Rock Johnson versus The Rock? Sorry, sorry. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson versus Brock. I would love that. I bet you would. We'd break the internet. I like the old wrestlers. New yeah. ones, not so much. Hulk Hogan. Anyway, all right. So it remains to be seen. It remains what we're saying, is, seen. What we're saying am, is we don't know. <laughs> we, we don't know. We have no fucking idea. But well, we don't have any ideas on this next sub- subject either. 
Harrington sent this over last night. I saw a video on Twitter about this. It does look very weird. I thought Donald Trump posted it. It wasn't Donald Trump. It was Donald Trump news. You can't believe any of that. But there were some crazy things in the sky, and there's been a lot of madness happening around the city of Miami. I'm filling time here because as I'm filling, I should expect Harrington to magically appear, and he did. Harrington, take the floor because I don't even know all the ins and outs. Yeah, so it's a couple of weird things. Uh, You're very uh, low. My, I'm very, very low. Oh, okay. You're Sorry very low. That. All right. Fixing that now. Um, so the, uh, yeah, there was a couple of things out of uh, Miami. First, the, over the weekend, there was a, uh, 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 police were called uh, to a mall uh, that was completely shut down. Um, and they, uh, yeah, it, it, a lot of people on the scene uh, reported seeing aliens. Right. You look here. Okay, so this is the response from the police. This is what. No, 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 no. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on. Before you press play, and then stop, 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 stop. Before you press play, before you press play, when we came on, when I signed on the show, you guys were talking about this, and you did a great job of laying it out. Right? Imagine that I'm a viewer that knows nothing of this. Right? You're not laying it out quite as well as what you did before. I'm not giving shit, everyone. I'm trying to help the viewing experience. Okay. Brian, step uh, in. Brian, step in. Okay, so. Uh, on January 1st, I believe this happened, uh, there was a huge police response in this mall in Miami. I'm just going to play this with that sound because it is okay. obnoxious and just sirens. But oh, it's just a huge police response. And what they said it was for was for a bunch of kids fighting in the mall, fighting with fireworks and sticks. But this seems like a lot. What they did is they shut the power off for over 6,200 people, killed the internet, killed the airspace. It just doesn't seem like a re reasonable, rational response to kids fucking around in a mall. Something else happened. I don't know what that is. People are saying that it was aliens. Harrington, Harrington, don't look so offended, brother. I'm just trying to help out the viewing experience. Um, that is a lot of cops. That seems like a bit overkill if that was just children getting a little out of hand. So uh, the official report is that uh, uh, they believe that the fireworks were people shooting in the mall. So they said this response was as if there was an active shooter. There wasn't that many cop cars at Columbine. No, <laughs> no. So even, even at an active shooter, that's a, that's a lot of cops. So that's the official story is that it was kids fighting. Now there's a lot of people on TikTok clout chasing or whatever or maybe they're telling the truth that they saw eight no, to ten foot shadow monsters yeah yeah before we get to that so they, they shut down they shut off the electricity brian you're saying they shut to, off the airspace to a big area around it and i have a theory about why they shut off the airspace is because so my brother got his kid like a drone and you need to call into the FAA if you want to fly it. Like it, it's like, I guess, an automated process with the interface of the drone. So once they shut off the airspace, then your, your interface can't dial in to fly. So then your drone won't fly in the area. Mm. That's crazy. Okay. So, right, to keep, so, so keep all the film and, and all the footage yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. It'll keep like a civilian drone from flying over because it'll say, no, this airspace is closed. And it won't let your drone fly. And it, your drone won't be able to turn on or fly into the zone if you get it from outside the zone. Got it. So basically, nothing could be filmed. Nothing could be cap captured on tape. And you're yeah. just going into there. People are talking about shadow monsters. So I, if you want, I could disappear for a second and pull up a video of somebody talking about this. But 
they say that, the, sorry, airplanes, there's like an eight to 10 foot shadow monster that, and then the shots fired report from the people on the ground are saying that it was civilians firing weapons at these things because it was a, a literal horror movie. But they, right. weren't, they weren't killing anybody. They were just like spookily floating around. That's the reports from the people on the interwebs. A lot of meth going on in South Florida, though. Let's be honest. Okay. Cocaine. A lot of guns, a lot of meth, a lot of crazy people. Just bath salts. There was aliens. There were shadow monsters. (laughs) Bath salts is huge in Miami. Bath salts. There you go. Harrington, I sent to you last night, though, a video which was a little peculiar. Yeah, that was also in Homeland, Florida, uh, which is uh, just, I'm sorry, Homestead, Florida, uh, which is like, you know, 30 minutes outside of Miami, a suburb of the place. And you can see uh, in that video uh, that there are orbs uh, moving watch through the sky. Now, watch this. This is weird. It definitely is weird. Yeah. This could be AI generated. Watch this, though. Right, so it's not the most compelling video right now. I would be scared shitless that that was a missile or something. Yeah, that looks creepy as shit. Yeah, but watch this now. Look, now it's separated. Could be fireworks still. I guess it could be fireworks. The thing is in this No, then they just hang out there. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, fireworks don't do that. That's true. Weird. Yeah. All right, quick poll. Quick poll. Quick poll. Do you guys believe in aliens? Well, I was just going to say, before we move on to that, look, they are just hovering there. With yeah, AI awesome. these days, though, and not just with AI, there's, there's certainly the ability to do this, but it's easier now than ever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to, to, to kind of fake these kind of videos. Do you know what I'm saying? The shadow monsters, I don't know, the shutting down, the, te- uh, the all the technology of the airspace and turning the power off. It sounds a little sus, but who knows? Maybe it was an overreaction. Maybe they thought it was an active shooter. Maybe they thought there was something crazy going on. The world is a bit insane right now, but what is your theory? Um, I don't know about the shadow monster things. I I absolutely believe that there's another like life form out there somewhere. Like there's, de- I definitely believe there's something else out there. I don't know if it's your like quote unquote aliens with the big head and the weird eyes. I, I don't know what they are, but there, I think there's absolutely something. I don't know that they would have been hidden this long and not shown themselves to just pop up in Miami, smoke some bath salts and climb up buildings and shit. I feel like they're smarter than that. But I, I also don't believe I, I, I found myself going down this rabbit hole. It, like I'm it's getting dangerous. closer. I'm getting closer and closer to Brian every day. Like it, I just yeah. don't. The it's, more called, I, it's called brain damage, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. GTE. Maybe that's You're one of us, brother. Finally. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> I just, I don't believe anything. And I'm not, I'm not trying to get us thrown off of YouTube here, but the deeper I read into this Epstein thing, the more it connects to everything else in the rest of the world being their government being super fucked. Yes, it does. Well, the whole thing's crazy. So I, I just don't believe what we're being told as like I used to like, Oh, okay. They said it was just a bunch of kids and that was was just a little bit of, maybe it was an overreaction. Like, okay. Like I think in the past, I would have believed that now I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't believe anything you motherfuckers say. Yeah. Well, 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 certainly since COVID times, right. We've learned that the government, I just, I mean, I, I was generally didn't concern myself with too much stuff. And I was like, whatever, I'm just living my life. But I think if COVID taught us nothing else that there's, 
you can't trust a damn word that the government tells you generally mm-hmm. these days. Um, I forgot where I was going to go there, but I was going to say something else. What did you say a minute ago? You talking about aliens or something? I was thinking, I'm thinking about my next point. I just went, just edit this bit out because I'm talking about the CTEs hitting hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anthony sent There's me a video. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. I was just going to say, Anthony sent me a video the other day where it was something incredible and like oh. weird. And I was like, I saw it and I was like, holy shit, how is this on the internet? And then I was like, uh, this might be CG. You remember? Yeah, I, yeah no, no, said, no. So, so, sorry, I apologize just for a minute there because we we we've got about five different things going on. It's not it's not easy, bro. Uh, you mentioned Jeffrey Epstein. We're talking about the government mm-hmm. lying to you and all the rest of it. It was the Jeffrey Epstein thing because obviously the lists have all come out and all the rest of it. And I was thinking about this the other day because you can't turn the news on without it. You know, you certainly can't go on yeah. Twitter or look at Jake Shields' page without reference to lots of madness. Jake Shields a mad one on Twitter, that's for sure. Um, I love it. So, do you know, like this, and by the way, I am not, I am not (laughs) making any kind of excuses for any kind of people, right? But just because you went to Jeffrey Epstein's island doesn't mean, take that look off your face. No, this is true, though, right? Because if you went to Epstein's island. I don't know, Mike. I don't know, Mike. No, this is true. 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 He's an elite liberal Democrat. We're getting in trouble. No, 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 no. Just because you went to Epstein's island, that's like saying that every person, because sadly, in this day and age, there's a lot of sexual deviants and, and child molesters, and there's a lot of nasty shit goes on. Uh, and they're everywhere, right? All over the world. That's like saying every pedophile, every rapist, anyone that was a friend with that person, anyone that went around to their house is also guilty of the same things. Maybe not guilty, but you have to. Now there is now a suspect light. You know on, what I'm saying? You know, their friends, you, 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 you see the angle I'm going down. Though, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I don't think uh, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I I honestly <laughs> don't Hawking, know. I don't his know. wife I his know. wife divorced him for cheating on her. Oh really? Yeah. Have the man got seen, around. Have you seen Bobby Lee? And the guy he does the podcast with talk about like they they pretend that they're Stephen Hawking at Epstein's Island. Dude, Andrew Santino oh, really? is one of the funniest it's the people. Funniest ever. thing I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, well, no, you guys, no, you guys have to just look it up and and check it out. I went on his podcast a couple of times. We had a great time. He is fucking hilarious. Uh, I haven't yeah. seen that. All right, well, who's uh, some of the other surprising ones? I mean, Michael Jackson. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not weird. It's not weird. It's not weird. weird. Yeah. Uh, was he on the I, list? I'm assuming he was on the list, right? Yeah, at this point now, though, with the new documents that have come out, turns out that uh, turns out that that uh, the 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 Schmlintons are. <laughs> I, I I don't know anything. I do not have evidence or nothing. Please, I am also not suicidal. Just, just before this all ends, I just want everyone to. Know. <laughs> I am also not suicidal. Just get out yeah. there for the record. Yeah, uh, I do not want to kill myself. Just want yeah, everyone yeah. to know that. Before so we talk about it. the Clintons. So, yeah, so look into it. Who was it who said that recently, though? Someone came out, or was it just something I saw? It's it's kind of a meme now when people talk about the Clintons, where they just... The who? You, the, I, I, wait, the what? Schl- the Schmlintons. The Schmlintons. Yeah, wow. Well, it's just like, you know, people say something, and they'll be like, I do not want to kill myself, you know? And it's just like, oh, well... Tate said that right before jail, too, and it's yeah. like, they ain't coming for you, bro. Knock it off. Nice. So... 
I've got a question for you. Talking about all this madness in Miami, talking about people running around with fireworks and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you see Sean Strickland running around with fireworks and Nina Drama? They had a little firework fight out in the desert, it looked like. It was Nina Drama. Nina, Nina. I think she calls herself Nina Drama. Um, she interviews all the fighters. Have you ever been? Oh, she does. She does those, yeah, she does those like TikTok videos and yeah. What's her name? It's Nina Mariella or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, I know, I know uh, you're talking she's, about. Nina yeah. She's a nice girl. Nina Drama. Um, she put a video uh, with Sean Strickland. They're running around the desert. Most people have helmets on, motorcycle helmets and stuff like that, and they're having a firework fight. Uh, Sean Strickland's running around shirtless because he's always shirtless. And uh, we got What's any sound to here? this, Bri? Oh, Roman Candle Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just don't <laughs> do this. Yeah, we used to do this when we were kids. I do this with my kids. Ow! <laughs> All right. We get the idea. We used to get the mill bottles, old mill bottles, and put them in and mm-hmm. uh, do, do it with the neighbors when we were kids. My dad used to, that was my dad instigating that. Uh, but that's, uh, I'm not talking about the shock of them having a bit of fun with fireworks. You know, a lot of people get their hands blown off every year. So be careful with the fireworks. They're not toys, ladies and gentlemen. PSA. Um, he's fighting Drickers Duplessis in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Would you run around? Now, granted, you do take fights on short notice. Right, that you don't need to. You already whatever the question is. You already know. (laughs) I know exactly. I'm asking (laughs) one person here. Let me ask Harrington. We'll get a better answer out of Harrington. If you had a world championship fight, a title defense, your first ever title defense, both of you, do you think it's smart to be running around the desert, playing with fireworks, doing that with your shirt off when everyone else has motorcycle helmets on? If I'm afraid of a Roman candle, I'm terrified of Drickus Duplessis. I need to do that. No, but um, in all, all seriousness, I probably, I, prob- I probably wouldn't go that deep into it. Like, but yeah, I, I probably would wore sh- would have worn a shirt just to avoid the the small superficial burns. Um, oh, he was wearing eyewear. I don't know if I'd wear a helmet, but I get it though. Like, you know how the you know how we are, Mike. You know how we're built. Oh there's yeah, no, for sure. There's no such thing as a bad idea. Yeah, well, until you take a firework to the eye, and you've only yeah. got one. Yeah, that's a problem. And then you be effed. No, I'm just thinking, you, you know, because like I'm, I'm just, I'm not saying that there's any conspiracy. I'm not saying that Shaw's trying to get injured so the fight doesn't happen right. or anything like it's that. It's not smart. Just, it's not smart. It's, for no, sure. no, exactly. And you know, like doing these hardcore events because there's some. Who are some of the fighters that have? Uh, there was a couple of things, and Dana came out. He said he didn't want somebody doing something one time. I forget what it was. It might have been Charles Oliveira doing the chariot racing or something wild. I forget yeah. what it was now. And uh, you know, doing that got stuff, a little bit of trouble. So who, who did? Donald Cerrone's got in a little bit of trouble. Oh, Donald, that's what I'm talking about. Donald yeah. Cerrone. Yeah. What yeah, was I've he got, doing? I've, I've got my ass chewed a couple times. I get it. What were you doing? Uh, the first time, it happened twice. First time I was skiing, leading into, maybe leading, I think I was skiing when I got the Jones fight. And they were right. like, all right, we're going to need you to come home. <laughs> I was like, no. Finishing my trip. What are you talking about? So there was that. Um, what, Cerrone bull riding or something? Or yeah, I was like doing. Riding. Yeah, I was doing. He was doing something crazy, and then skydiving. I, <clears throat> the other time I was jumping, uh, I posted a video 
uh, like two weeks before a fight. I was jumping a rental razor into a pond off of a uh, like like it was way up in the mountains in South Dakota, and there was this pond of like this body of water we found, and there was a berm like on one side, and it was a rental because like something happened to my wife's razor and then she went back with the kids. So me and all the boys took out like their razors and then this rental and we just fucked this thing up all day. We it had like three miles on it when I rented it. I took it back with 300 miles on the ground and probably like a hundred miles in the air. Like we were jumping it off of this berm into the middle of the pond to the point where the water was like up to your chest and neck and then barely getting it out of the water before it sank. And so we did that like for like an hour and I kept posting videos of it. It was like yeah. two weeks before I fought. They were pissed. This is what I'm talking about. Call me a company <laughs> man all you will. But if I'm prom- spending millions of dollars on a fight, if we're yeah. renting out arenas, right, we're flying all the staff, we're selling tickets, we're putting on a big show that requires a tremendous amount of organization and capital to put on. And your stars are doing shit like that. I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm not trying to rain on any, anyone's parade. I'm not trying to stop anyone's fun. But just imagine, if I was doing Tales from the Octagon, which which had nowhere near the amount of uh, planning, I didn't even know what I was doing until the day before. Do you know what I mean? And Tom yeah. Aspinall was like, in fact, I did. Tom Aspinall went and did a podcast day off and I rolled an eye. Only one. I rolled it. I was like, bloody hell, Tom. You know what I mean? Imagine if he was like... Doing something crazy, you know? Right. So, um, and the thing is, that could get infected. I know I sound very much like I have no, a vagina no, when no, I say no. this. You're, that could get infected, right. right? And the Athletic Commission, it's not Sean. The Athletic Commission could pull him from the fight. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe that was shot weeks ago. No, I get, I get it. I, you're 100% right in I do, you're saying. I do definitely sound like a vagina. No. That could get infected. No. But when you're training so hard and there's a legacy. Plus, vaginas are pretty tough. Vaginas? You sound, you sound like a ball sack. Because ball, ball sacks are fragile and, and painful and can't take a lot. But vaginas? Either way. Those things are tough. Who's the liberal <laughs> Democrat now? Listen, anyway, no, I, I, I 100%. But you know what I'm saying. I 100% agree with what you're saying. Um, but these things happen. You, you, boys you I, I, say, boys. I say this all the time. Like some of the, the, the qualities and mindsets that fighters have that they have to have to go in there and do what we do at a high level. Sometimes you're going to have to deal with some of the negative too. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. I've, Sometimes I've, my wife will, I'll see her put her hands in her face and just, and just like look at a friend and say, he can't help it. It's, he can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> it is true though. It he is true. It. And by the way, I've thrown these topics out there as conversation starters. Um, yeah, you're right. It's who we are. It's in yeah. us. Having to put here in the chat. They say you can't snowboard, wakeboard, bungee jump, all kinds of ridiculous things, horseback riding, yeah, which I own horses and I will not ride them. So I guess I just have to sit down with Dana and figure this out. But that's who I am, you know. I'm just wild and crazy and I need these things. I can't get painted into a corner is what I'm saying. So I've got to figure it out. I'm assuming, Harrington, that's Cowboy. Oh uh, yeah, that was Cowboy in response to the UFC put a provision across the board in their contracts that said yeah. you technically can't do any of those things yeah, uh, a few years contracts. back. No, well, especially on social media these days, because everything you do is got to be on social media. Yeah, which is a sad state. I got myself of in trouble. Uh, Masvidal, 
Ben Askren, we talked about Masvidal coming back. Ben Askren says if Dana called me, he'd come out of retirement right now. Are you are you interested in that? I gotta say, I don't want to sound like a hater. I don't think no, I am. No, I'm interested in watching Masvidal fight. And honestly, I'm kind of interested in watching Ben Askren fight, but yeah. not each other. I think they're it, what do we want out of Masvidal? We want wild striking exchanges. We want yeah. wild trash talk. We want the fun interviews, the fun fight. If if Mas, if Masvidal goes in with Askren, he's gonna, the fight's going to start exactly the same way. Askren looking for a takedown and Masvidal trying to do something crazy, and that can't happen that many times. So I think it'd be a you know a grappling type of fight, and I don't. It's not. There's no reason for Masvidal to come back for that. No, no, no. Of course, he would say that because mm-hmm. why wouldn't he? You know right. what I mean? Because Masvidal comes back. That was the quickest knockout. It was five seconds. We all know for a fact, right? Regardless of how many times Masvidal practiced that flying knee, he's not going to do it again, okay? No. He's not going to land the same knee in five seconds. But, I mean, Ben Askren came to the UFC, beat Robbie Lawler, lost to Masvidal, lost to Damian Meyer, and then retired in 2019. He's, he's been away for four years. Of course, right. Masvidal coming back, that stalks his fire. And Ben Askren's a very nice guy. I've got nothing against him. But if Masvidal does come back, like you say, you know, I would like to see him against another wild striker, someone that's mm-hmm. going to bring some fireworks, the type of fireworks that could get you pulled from a card in Toronto. Exactly. Yeah. And Ben Askren ain't that guy. No. All right, guys, are you tired of wasting your money on testosterone boosters that just don't work? Look, I don't blame you. That is why this sponsor, our sponsor, Nugenics Total Tea, lets you try before you buy. Get a complimentary sample when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword belief. Look, listen, as you're getting older, a lot of people, they talk about getting the dad bod, having less energy, feeling less like yourself. It turns out that is because you're losing testosterone. Are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, and your energy? As men age, we lose testosterone, the man hormone, the source of fire, but Nugenics Total T, that boosts free and total testosterone levels to help you feel better at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. There's nothing like Nugenics Total T and nothing better, okay? So Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafem will help you turn back the clock and re-energize your life. But don't take our word for it. Try before you buy. If it works, Keep using it. If not, keep the sample. You've got nothing to lose, but you could gain energy, muscle, drive, and even more passion. Get your complimentary bottle, as I say, when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword believe. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen, which has been shown in clinical studies to boost free testosterone levels in men. It's an unprecedented formula with science-backed key ingredients to safely maximize your free and total testosterone levels, help you increase muscle, mass and skyrocket your performance as you age and don't be misled every product professes quality but many use generic ingredients that are far less than clinical grade with nugenics total tea you get key premium ingredients at the same exact powerful clinical potency levels used in the trials and nugenics formulation is backed by years of science and research and it is the number one doctor recommended brand and the number one selling testosterone boosting brand at g and c and walmart so listen there you go the proof is in the pudding. It's the number one brand, baby, and you can get your hands on it right now. You can get your complimentary bottle when you text 231 
231 and enter the keyword believe. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermowex, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fat and get lean fast. Absolutely free. Text 231 231. Enter the keyword believe. 231 231. Enter the keyword believe. What else have we got, Hamilton? Oh, oh, because we're going to get to the, we're going to get to the uh, trivia quiz shortly. But Harrington, we are going to talk about the fight card this weekend as well because you have an insight into that. But is there anything else, Harrington, in the notes that we haven't got to? Uh, just the 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 one that Tom Aspinall, uh, a couple things about him. Um, one, he said he'd be open to defending the uh, interim title against the winner of Curtis Blades versus Almeida. Uh, when he did also, he say that? Uh, he said that last week. Uh, but then over... Since then, since then, he's been posting uh, about the things that have happened since Stipe Miocic last won a fight, since Stipe last fought, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so much so that Stipe actually responded and said that after he unifies the belt, uh, after he beats John Jones, he'll talk about unifying the belt with Tom. Mm. I don't know which way to take this. I l- take it, take it away. We're live. Oh, okay, I'll take it away. I obviously am friends with Stipe and you're very, very close with Tom. I like Tom a lot. And so it's kind of uncomfortable, I think, for the both of us here. There's Um, nothing uncomfortable about this for me in the slightest. I think leading like up to this point, I think everything Tom has done and said and and the the route that he's taken publicly has been right until the Stipe thing. We can't all forget that Tom knew exactly the situation that he was getting into when he took that fight that the John Jones and Stipe fight was going to happen no matter what happened in the interim fight. Um, But I absolutely can understand the frustration for Tom. I think when those, those things are brought to you, you take the fight, you go in and you're just kind of focused on that. It doesn't matter what you hear or what, what they say or any of that because you're so focused on Sergei Pavlovich that it probably goes in one ear and out the other. And you don't even, have an opportunity to digest what that actually means. Well, now that he, he goes, he fights, he wins, the dust has settled a little bit. Now he's like, okay, I'm ready to start getting ready for a fight because that's what his body's used to. He fights, takes a little bit of time off, starts to get back in the gym, you skill build a little bit, and then you get ready to take a fight. I think he's now at that point, and now he's realizing the true ramifications of what is going is what is going to have to happen first. So... um. Initially, he said, I, I think he, I believe he said he was going to wait for the winner and not fight. And now he's like, OK, I, I now I want to fight. It, it's easier said than done to, to it's easier said than done to wait for a specific fight to happen first before you can move forward. So I think he looks at how long that potentially could be. Then they fight. Maybe it's a wild and crazy fight. Neither one of those guys fight that often. And then another whole nother training camp. It could be a whole nother. It could be a year from right now maybe at the earliest. So I think he's, I think we're seeing the frustration from Tom when he's now is it's, he's, it's really digested what it actually means and and how long he's going to have to wait. And he's getting frustrated. Um, And I I understand that I've been the guy at the bottom of the, not at the bottom, but I've been the guy that's worked my way up through the, through the rankings. And now your career is on hold or, or your next move forward is on hold because of somebody else. Um, so I understand it, but I, I don't think there's any surprises here. That's what I'm getting at. Like he kind of knew it, he knew what was happening and everyone knew what, what we were kind of getting ourselves into with this situation. And I, it, I think the frustration is boiling over a little bit for him. You know what? 
the way you laid it out just there, you can't listen. I, I'm very good friends with Tom and I'm a big supporter and I'm a big believer in Tom, as we all know. So I don't need to go into that. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Cause I've never considered that before. If going into a situation, here's the situation. As you said, I'm repeating what you said. Uh, Jones and CP are going to fight. They're going to fight. You can fight for the interim belt. He might give me a slap when he sees me, but you can't bitch about it now. You yeah. can't bitch about it. Those were the terms and the conditions going into it. You're absolutely right. I'd never actually considered that before. And I forgot about that point because yeah. that was kind of already set in yeah. stone. Nothing Nothing's has changed. changed. And, 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 and I, again, I, I, I want to echo this You're right. again. I, I'm going to get a shitty message off Tom. No, I, I feel for him. I feel for him. You could have told me, you know, like if you put Tom in that same position again, and you say, all right, Tom, you're going to go in here. You're going to fight. If you win, we're going to chop off both of your legs and we'll move forward. We're going to go on. It would just go in and out. You wouldn't even catch that. All you're hearing is I have to go in and I have to beat Sergey Pavlovich. And you can, it's a hard stop yeah. there. You don't hear shit after that because you got to do that first before any of the other shit matters. So I, I get it. He's, it's just really sinking in now, I think, for him, and it's frustrating. So I think he needs to go and just defend the interim title. Go well, fight. Tom said, make some money. Last time Steve fought and won, GTA San Andreas had just come out on PlayStation <laughs> 2. He will fight for the undisputed heavyweight title ahead of me, who's the interim champ, active, ranked number one in the world right now. Mm -hmm. This makes me quite upset. Goes on to say, Stipe is one of my favorites. Loads of respect to him. As far as his resume, his is far superior to mine right now. That being said, the UFC has never been about this. It's about who's the best right now. And I believe that's me. And it's only right that I get to prove it. Hashtag free Aspinall. Surely if you're the interim champ, your next fight should be for the undisputed. Come on. I agree he is a legend on about Stipe, but I'm selfish and I want to prove I'm the best. So I'll cry if I want to. So on and so forth. He says, final fun fact, since Stipe last won, August 20, the year 2020, I think. I have blown my knee out, went through rehab process and had a year off also. had seven UFC fights, including four wins versus top 10 ranked opponents and won the interim title on two weeks. They're all great points. They're all valid points, but they are all superseded from the point you say, if we're being objective, if we're being factual, that's a great point, Anthony. Mm -hmm. That was laid out, I think, pretty adamantly. Very clear. Very clear, clear, black and white by Dana White. This is the situation. They will rematch next year. Tom can become the interim champion and probably defend. So it's great to hear that now he's come out and said that he fancies the winner of Curtis Blaze and Jalton Almeida. Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's what he should do. We spoke about this at Tales from the Octagon on stage, and he was very adamant whilst on stage that he didn't want to do that, that he was going to wait. And I was not trying to plead with him, but I was trying to bargain with him and say, Tom, I feel like you're making a big mistake there. I feel like right now you're in your prime. You want to continue to improve. You want to go through training camps. You want to state your case even further. You want to defend the belt multiple times, stack up loads of money, cement your mm -hmm. legacy, and that fight will be there whenever it comes around, or the alternative is that you sit on the sidelines for 12 months, mm -hmm. 18 months. Yeah. You never know. And you don't get any better at something by not doing it. And I don't think anybody beats him anyways. No. Well, it's no. like it, Curtis Blades is a wild card, you know, but like uh, overall I would favor, I would favor him over Curtis for sure. Jalton Almeida is not going to beat him. Like, 
I don't. Uh, I just go sack him up and build in on on the feet, but Tom's too well rounded, I believe. Yeah, he's too good on the ground. I, I think Tom goes out there and wins one, maybe two fights, and and we build this super fight once the winner of the Jones and Stipe thing comes through, and then you might even convince one of those guys to stick around. That's well, the bigger problem is the waiting around. Maybe they fight and one of them retires and you end up the undisputed champ anyways. There's a It's a win-win. But the bigger win is that now you build something. John Jones is always about, he's never avoided a tough challenge. What John has avoided is being bored. Maybe yeah. you win a couple fights, you get the hype of the fans. And now John has a reason to try to prove someone wrong. Same with Stipe. They're looking for challenges at this point. They don't care about money and titles and all that stuff. They're looking for legacy. And maybe maybe Tom can build himself to a spot where like, okay, one more. Let's beat the one last young buck and then sail off into the sunset. Well, well that's it because I don't know whether it's Stipe or Tom. Oh, sorry, John. Just for hypotheticals, let's just say John, okay? And I'm not ripping on your body. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's a hypothetical situation. Right. Let's just say John Jones, the greatest of all time, right? He's still the heavyweight champ in, let's hypothetically say, 14 months' time from now. The fight goes down, right? It happens. Or even 12 months from now, regardless, right? So Jones is there. In the meantime, sorry, Tom's there. He's the champ. If in the meantime he has defended the belt at two times, mm-hmm. three times, We've now got a guy with the same de- amount of defenses thereabouts as Stipe Miocic, which made him the greatest heavyweight of all time. There was no way on earth that John Jones could say, right, I'm going to retire. Because he knows for a fact, and Stipe for that matter, that all the fans forever will say, you are running. You are ducking Tom Aspinall. How mm-hmm. can you, as a champion, how can you look in the mirror and call yourself a champion when the champion has a name, the man that's been defending the belt, and you're going to retire? So I think for Tom to do that, to continue fighting and continue defending if he can, is kind of his way of guaranteeing that that fight actually does right. take place. And that that it, you by doing that you're you're gonna attack their ego. Nothing Tom can say in an interview or with a microphone in front of him is gonna convince either one of those guys to stay. It's gonna be what he does and what everyone else says about him. That's and that's essentially what you're saying. Like he's got to give them a reason in fighting and defending and and saying their name with a saying their name with a microphone in front of you in the middle of the octagon after a title defense. That fucking matters. Yeah. The, yeah. the interviews and stuff isn't going to get because so Stipe doesn't when, care. And neither is Jones. So when Jones, when Jones withdrew and there was the big announcement, and it was Tom stepping in against Sergey Pavlovich, and the fight was going to be delayed. I don't recall it at the time because I was in Vegas. I think I was working Power Slap or something. Dana would have done one of those little videos. Oh. He would have done one of those little videos, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I was Stipe or John, I'd just pull that video and say, What are you talking about, bro? Mm-hmm. And I'm not ripping on Tom because we all know I'm good friends. I'd say, shut the fuck up. You got that <laughs> opportunity because we got injured, right? Yeah. Okay. We're going to settle our business and we'll fight. Shit. Sorry, Tom, but it's true. Go on. You had an idea. I, it has nothing to do with this conversation. <laughs> yes. Good. Guess who gets to be a guest body catcher Super Bowl weekend. Oh, super. Oh, oh you mean a power slap? Yeah. Yes. You brought up, you brought up power slap. I'm going to be there. My arms are getting me and Forrest Griffin. I'm catching bodies. I don't even know if the I was body supposed catching. to tell anybody. Is that the new nickname? Lionheart's out the window. Anthony the, line, the body catcher, Smith. Catching, catching bodies. Yeah. Catching bodies. 
Anyways, Super Bowl. That reminded me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I'll see you there. Are you working? I'm I'm working. I am the power slap commentator. Anyone comes for that job, I'll fucking kill him. Uh, are you working the fights that weekend too? No. No, oh, I'm working the fights. I'm Hold sorry. on. Is that UFC 300? Mm-mm. Oh, no, that's up. it's a fight night. Oh, it's Apex. It's I like wish Feb- I was. February, February 10th. I love a double bubble. Yeah, right. One travel for two checks. God damn. There's fights that weekend, is there? Hold yeah. on. What is the date? February 10th, I think. Hold on. Hold on. Let me look. <laughs> I think the Super Bowl is the 11th, maybe? I don't know. Maybe I am. <sighs> Shit. Hold on. Slap. Slap is the 9th. Yeah. What is that on the 10th? I've got something on the 10th. Lunar New Year. I wish Apple would stop doing that. I know. It it pisses me off. I don't care about Lunar New Year. I just look at my thing. There's a little dot there, and I think, oh, I've got something. Oh, I got something that day. When is my commentary, though? I've got a couple in. What's that? Groundhog Day. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm sure I've all. Have I only got one in Feb? I'm sure I had two. I'm sure I had two. We've got a little What's dot that? here. Commentary. Ooh, yeah. ooh. Go on. On the 24th, I'm going to Baby Shark at 10 a.m. with the baby. Well, it's Ash Wednesday on February the 14th. Mark Wahlberg will be going mental on social media. Oh, President's man. Day, February 19th. These are all big dates in my calendar. These are big dates. Oh, right. I do. We don't have anything. Oh God! I sure, I'm sure I had two in Feb. I do have two. I do have two in February. I know for a fact. I just haven't put them in my bloody calendar. All right. Well, you need to do that, Mike. I know. I never do. I never do. And then I drive the UFC crazy because I'm like, so when am I commentating again? They're like, Mike, put it in your calendar. Anyway, we've been waffling on for quite some time. It is now time for me to annoy everybody and you because it is the 2024. MMA trivia quiz of the year where people's knowledge on the greatest sport known to man, no man alive, could take my title because last year I was the winner. Didn't you cheat? Didn't you cheat? I I didn't cheat. I won. There was no cheat. We had had the gaming commission here making sure nobody cheated, Anthony. We had an official adjudicator. Okay. So adjudicator. We did, I'm not saying we had a Jew dictator. Okay. We had an <laughs> adjudicator. <laughs> um, so Mike Harrington left, but in his stead, we have Don Herringbone. Oh, <laughs> yes. There it is. Okay. That's quite the jacket. That I is like quite it. the jacket. You couldn't have shaved your chest, though? Don? Oh, no, no, no. I needed that. Needed that. Absolutely. Don Herringbone. Out. It's very 70s. It really yeah. is. Don Herringbone. It's probably, no, you're the quiz master. This is your show, Harrington. Imagine this is your audition, right, for hosting Wheel of Fortune or whatever yeah. it is, okay? That's how I want you to treat this, okay? So, three, two, one. We're live, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest trivia show on planet Earth, UTC, the ultimate trivia challenge starring Anthony Lionheart Smith and Michael the Count Bisping. Gentlemen, you know how this one goes. We have four questions per category. I'm going to go one and one. Uh, if one. If one guy cannot get it right, the other has a chance to steal. Uh, at the end of every category, I have a list. You guys are going to have to go tit for tat, back and forth, naming names. Last one to name a name. Uh, uh, loses the point. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
I want to know some small talk from Anthony. What does he like to do in his spare time? Right. Uh, you know, yeah, you should have yeah, done yeah. that as the host. Anthony, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Are, okay, are you telling me I don't know how to run Jeopardy? We do the first round, then we have the guest small oh. talk, then okay. the second oh, round, okay. Okay. then okay. final Jeopardy. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> My bad. Bum, All right. Uh, so, gentlemen, the first category. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was too busy getting ready to criticize you. I didn't <laughs> listen to the rules. <laughs> so, do we just shout it out if we know it? No, I'm going to come to each of you individually, wow. uh, one by one. And then uh, uh, if you cannot get that question right, your opponent has a chance to steal. Uh, each question is worth one point in this round. Uh, okay. Anthony Smith. Okay. First question in old school. Who is the first fighter from England to get a win in the UFC? The first fighter from England. I mean, I want to say it's Michael Bisping, but I don't know that to be true. But I'm going to say Michael Bisping. That is incorrect. Michael Bisping, can you oh steal? Oh, my God. I just thought of it. <laughs> Ian the Machine Freeman. Ooh, Michael Bisping. I was going to say, board. I was going to say, well done, Harrington. I was going to say, now don't be throwing Anthony all the kind of questions that he's going to know the answers to. And then you came out with <laughs> and that. And he hit him with an English a question about English <laughs> fighters. Well, wait. Now he's going to hit me with who's the first fighter from Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> we know how this is going to go, guys. Number two, Mr. Bisping. Who is the first fighter from Nebraska to get a win in the UFC? Oh, you're actually, you're actually going there. Jesus I am I know this one. Oh, God. You do know this? <laughs> I I think. First fighter from Nebraska. Well, it ain't Anthony Smith, right? Because that would just be stupid. Nebraska, I'm going to say, I don't know. It's got to be old school. I'm going to say somebody. I don't know it, so I'll just hazard a guess. Pat Militich. I know he's not from there. No, that that's from it. Iowa. Incorrect. Anthony Smith? It was around the same time, though. His name was... Oh, oh my God, I just lost it. Oh, there's a time limit. There is a time limit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I'm not on my phone. Oh, man, it's going to drive me crazy. I know I'm going to get it wrong. He used, to train, he used to train Ryan Jensen. He was a cop. Five seconds. Police officer. Steve Jenum. Steve Jenum. God damn it. He won Steve. UFC yeah. 3. Yes, he did. It's from Omaha. He was an Omaha police officer, too. God oh. damn, Steve. All right. Uh, Anthony Smith, you're back up. Uh, mm -hmm. UFC 112 was the first fight that happened in Abu Dhabi. Uh, the fight included Anderson Silva versus Demi and Maya at the top of the card. Uh, it was also the last appearance from one of the Gracies. Uh, there is only one fighter from that card who is still active in the UFC. Name that fighter. <sighs> You're making these hard. Oh, that's not easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard that's, one. It's a tough one. I don't even know who was yeah. else was on the card, to be honest with you. So I'll pass it to Michael. I don't well, know. It was, it. it was Anderson Silva, Damian Meyer, right? That was the main event. I think we had BJ Penn, and it was like, was it like a Jim Miller? Or someone like that. Who did Jim, who did BJ fight? And he, and he he won or he lost a very close fight. Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar. Frankie yeah. Edgar. But Frankie Edgar's retired. Retired. That's that's so the only other fight I could think of. And I'll go. Put a put a put a little. Don't I'll pass. 
Uh, the next one down the card, it was Rafael Dos Anjos. <sighs> Who'd he fight? Uh, I don't remember. I'll oh, look it does that back up. Mr. Um, Aya, you put in all the effort into the jacket. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, I put in we put in about five hours on this quiz uh, over the last yeah. two days. So, okay. Um, right. <laughs> Just give us the answers, uh, though. Yeah. All right. I will. Uh, I, I will. Oh, no, you ha- did give us the answer. Mm-hmm. It was Terry Adam. Terry Adam. That oh, was wow. it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, this one is for Mr. Bisping. Uh, on the UFC's first international card, what fighter made their debut, won, and then never fought in the UFC again? Oh, he made these hard. On the first ever international card, what fighter made his UFC debut? Right. Do I get bonus points for the event or anything like that? I mean, it, here's the thing. I think if you get the event, you've got the guy. I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say UFC Japan, right? I don't know about any other international events. He had one fight in the UFC and that was that. I'm going to say UFC Japan. It was, was it Brazil? Was it UFC Brazil? Was it UFC Japan or was it UFC Canada? I'm going to say UFC Japan. It's got to be a name. And it's got one fight. If you get, if you guess the event, that would mean it wasn't Kazushi Sakuraba. Are you talking about one fight in the UFC or one fight? That's it. Uh, never fought in the UFC again. You Kazushi Sakuraba. That is correct, Mister Bisping. Yeah. All right. It's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. So that is uh, two for Michael Bisping and. Oh. Leading uh, Anthony Smith. But Anthony Smith can get back into it with this one. We're going to come to you first. Uh, This is a list question. There's seven people on this list. You guys are going to go back and forth until one of you cannot name any more. This is – I I did that. Okay, who goes first? Uh, You're ahead, Michael Bisping. Uh, So I'm going to start with Anthony Smith. Oh, okay, okay. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, we got it. That's how it works. NFL draft style. Uh, Last, you go first. Uh, Tito Ortiz finished seven people in his UFC career. Name those people. In his UFC career? In his UFC career. So we're not counting Bellator or any other organizations. Um. uh, Oh my God. Two hundred five. Let me think here. I hate getting put on the spot. Well, I'm not going to get one. God damn it. I, I'm terrible at this right now. This is the Huntington Beach bad boy, bro. He's one of the greatest yeah, the uh, greatest of all time. Three, two. I remember he fought Ryan Bader. One. Nah, nah fuck it. Uh, Michael Bisping, can you name one person that Tito Ortiz finished? I'll say UFC. I believe it was forty-two, and the name the card the name of the card was Vendetta, and the opponent would be Frank. Uh, sorry, Ken Shamrock. Ooh, nice, uh, nice recovery at the end there. It was indeed yeah, Ken almost, Shamrock. Yeah, yeah, that one is on the list. All right, so three points coming out of old school uh, for Michael Bisping. Damn it! Uh, first, well, I can keep going. 
No, I mean, if you if you'd like to, there are no additional points to be earned. Oh, there's no additional points. No, I was thinking about adding that, but it, it would get the 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 scores could get, get too, too early. Out of hand. Get too okay, early. okay, it's too much. Just 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 for verification, that section's over, correct? Yes, sir. And we can't go back in time. No. Right, because Ryan Bader, he did finish Ryan Bader. That's what I thought, but I was like, that you doesn't make sense. You never said it. I know. Ah! I know. No, he finished. Uh, was it in the UFC? Yes, he was in the fucking UFC on short notice, but we can't go back in time. We yeah, can't. I was like, it. he. I just in my head, I kept thinking, I think he finished Ryan Bader, but I was like, that doesn't actually make any sense. <laughs> no, he like, did finish Ryan Bader. Wow, I thought okay. he did. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. Not... But for both, you just have a curiosity. Yeah. Let me have the people that he did finish because I don't know. Uh, so on my list, I had uh, Wes Alberton, uh, Jerry. Oh, Wes. Oh, Jerry, too. Yeah. Guy Mesger, uh, uh, Yuki Kondo, uh, a slam that you brought up on last year's trivia show. Evan Tanner, yeah. um, Elvis, yeah. Elvis Sionsic and uh, Ken Shamrock, as you said. Do not misspeak Elvis Sionsic's names. Elvis Sinisic. Sinisic. Okay. There we go. And Ryan Thank Bader. You. I knew I, I, I fought him. I beat him. He's a legendary fighter. That's how old I am. Uh, Quizmaster. Yes, sir. Is it 3 1? Uh, Thank God we're out of the old school category. It is three to nothing, uh, actually, mm-hmm. after old school. Uh, I should have got Ryan Bader, though. You so. You didn't. You, you you hesitate. Even if even if I would have said it, he would have said it was wrong. You can't. I know what it is. <laughs> I would have, and then I would have looked, and I would have looked like a fool. So thank you for saving me, mm-hmm. Anthony Smith. I appreciate All that. Right. Um, as a result, we're going to come to you first in first or last category is uh, first last. These are all going to be first or last things. Uh, Joe Rogan's first pay per view with the UFC. Is that me or Mike? No, it's you, Anthony. Sorry. Oh, shit. I wouldn't even think. I thought it was Mike. His first pay-per-view UFC. Was it a named one? It would have been. They all, they all had names back in the day, Anthony. Yeah, I know. They were numbered, too. Yes. I'm just going to take a guess and say UFC 32. Right. Incorrect. That's wrong. And I don't know it, but I do know that it's something, and it's either something along the lines of UFC 10 or UFC 12. I think it's one of them two. I'm going to say 12. Ooh, you nailed it. You nailed it. Bonus. Oh, man, I had one for UFC 10 It was UFC 12? It was UFC 12. Oh, nice. Oh, by the way, I have not seen these questions. No. I just have no life. Yeah. I guess I'm also a hack. Um, (laughs) All right. So. Uh, speaking of the the old school uh, uh, UFCs with the numbers and the names, Michael Bisping, what was the last UFC pay per view that included the tournament format? Oh, that included the tournament format. Oh, it was pre ten, I believe, and just because it's a nice round number that would, you know, have people. In a tournament, the bracket would be eight. I'm going to say UFC eight. That is. That's why. Incorrect. Uh, Anthony Smith. I was going to say UFC seven. Mm. It was UFC 23. Oh, really? I was way off. Yeah, they kept going for a while with those. They would bring them, they would stop them for a few and then bring them back every now and again. UFC 23. Uh, uh, Quizmaster General, you just need to up the Quizmaster ishness a bit. 
You, oh, okay. it's, it's dipped off. Because you're you, dipping. You you're dipping. You are not taking Steve Harvey's job anytime soon. You Ooh. came on with the razzle dazzle. You know what I mean? And now that has gone to a frazzle. You'd need a better hairpiece to take Steve Harvey's no, job. No, I like the hairpiece. I like, oh yeah, Steve had a better suit. Steve Harvey's got some expensive suits. He's suit. got some nice suits. Oh, come on, man. You think, he's, you think he's getting two-day delivery on those suits, though? I don't think so. <laughs> Overnight. What's up? Come on, baby. Come on. Let's come go. On. Uh, all right. So, Anthony Spell, I give you a first last time. I'm going to give you a last this time. Okay. Uh, Anthony, what is the last UFC pay-per-view to feature a shamrock? Fuck, these are hard. You know how old I, what year was it? Uh, not that it matters. It's not going to change anything for me. 2006. Yeah, it was like 16, 15. Um, a uh, shamrock. I was there. <laughs> I was there. What was the numbered event? Yes. I don't even know. Mike talked about it. Was it when he got probably finished by Tito Ortiz? I don't know. UFC 42. Incorrect. Yeah, I think it was there. So it was Tito Ortiz, Ken, uh, Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock when they coached the Ultimate Fighter Season 3, right? But when they did fight, he smashed him really, really easy, so quick that they did it again, right? I think that was the idea. Or did he smash him quicker in the rematch? But they had it twice, didn't they? There was, there was some kind of controversy for the fight. But the, the next one, I believe, was on a fight night. Yes. If the, the if second that was one was even, on a fight night. Yeah. This well, the first, third, the third. The first one was UFC 42 or 44. Oh, right. That was Vendetta. Then they rematched, and I'm going to say... It wasn't UFC 59. I was at UFC 59 at the Honda Center, but I'm going to say UFC 59. It was UFC 61. I'm sorry about that. Uh, nobody's going to get the points for that one. Thank uh, God. Four-point lead is yeah. sleeping tight at night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Bisping, uh, the first for you. What was the first UFC card to have judges? Oh, Jeez Louise. I mean, come on. Nobody knows this. First UFC card to have judges would have went down in the great state of Nevada. Now, 2001 is when they cleaned up the sport. They brought in the regulation, the regulatory, the Nevada State Athletic Commission, 2001, to cut the bullshit base bin. Uh, but you see my logic. You see the pattern. Yeah, yeah. I you see you working. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. But it would still be a guess. UFC 30, well, hold on, UFC 39 was the brawl at the hall. That was in 2003, <laughs> right? So UFC 32. That is incorrect. Anthony Smith, want to take a shot at this one? Yeah, I'm going to guess. Uh, we'll say one above or one UFC uh, 29. Ooh, you guys both shot way too high. They had judges as far back as UFC 8, actually. Oh, uh, yeah, I think well, we're just, just stupid little people out today. Listen, I'm so bad with the numbered events. I don't even know the numbered events that I fought on. Wow. Okay. I don't well, even know what. I don't even know what questions. I don't even know what numbered event I fought for the title on. Nobody knows the answer to these questions unless you work for the Nevada State Athletic Commission. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I mean, you got like four points. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I'm special. 
<laughs> we made it difficult last year, so yeah. we just had to like up it a little bit this yeah, yeah. year. No, no, I'm joking. You're Nobody fine. knows the answer for these unless you're a clerk at the office of the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Well, you know it, is, it is interesting, though, because you said Joe Rogan was between 12 and uh, 10. The other one I had for that category was when did Bruce Buffer make his debut? That was UFC 10. So I think you what just have that? a... A good memory for facts. It's okay. Look at the size of those traps. Though. They're fucking huge. You know what I mean? I, it's not a flex because I'm cruising ahead. Just carry right. on with the quiz, bro. What's the score? You're doing a great job. What's the goddamn score? Job. But just remind us. What is the score? What is the, the official score is four points to Michael Bisbing, zero points to Anthony Smith, but there's still plenty of time to catch up. Quattro okay. to the Bisbing. Let's, let's get into some Zero points, Anthony. That's okay. Let's go. This list question uh, should be right up both your alleys. Uh, there are 10 fights uh, that have ended in the first nine seconds or the last four seconds of the fight. I'm looking for the 10 fastest okay. finishes or 10 latest finishes. Say, again, say that one more time. You're looking okay. for the 10 fastest finishes or the 10 latest finishes. Yeah, I have. So I have 20 fights in front of me. You guys are going to list them until until uh, you run out. All right. Mm -hmm. Who starts? Anthony Smith, I'm assuming, because he's the guy. Anthony Smith starts. Mm, Paul Craig, Magomed Ankalaev. Uh, yes, that is on the list. We were talking about it earlier. I'm going to go with Jorge Masvidal versus Ben Askren. That is number one on the list. Um. Oh, my God, this is stupid. This is, uh, God, the alpha male guy. can drive me crazy now. I only have one in my head. <laughs> I, I'm past this next one. I'm done. Uh, I think. Do uh, do I need the whole fight or just the winner? Uh, give me the winner. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, James Irvin. Uh, for fastest. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, 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 he is on there. Conor McGregor, Jose Aldo. Uh, let me double check that. I don't. Thirteen. No, seconds. no, 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 no. That was thirteen seconds. No way. Play. I've no got way. one. No I've way. got one. It was a misspeak. No. <laughs> that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Uh, Mr. Bisping. Uh, Anthony Smith gets the point. Uh, I so I'm on the board. Do you have what a follow-up? Do I? Do I have one? No, I didn't have a follow-up. It was TJ Dillashaw's coach. He won a fight in – it was actually five seconds – it Wayne Ludwig, you're looking, Wayne phone, Ludwig. you're looking at your phone, Anthony. Uh, I'm looking at the coffee. I cut all oh, right. Look, the old yeah. classic. Look at the coffee cup. No. For a bonus point, you could have gone with uh, Mark the Wizard Weir. Oh, was that a late, late one or early? Seven seconds, I believe. Seven seconds. Or nine seven seconds. seconds. It was yeah. Wayne Ludwig. That was the one I couldn't. I couldn't think of his name in my head. So it's yeah. four one. That's okay. I got one. Yeah. No, I know. I'm only 75% ahead. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, I have a list here of the champions, right? This, this whole game thing is host game, show uh, host. game show hosting. Uh, so this next category is about championships, all about champions, where they fought, who won, who beat who, et cetera, et cetera. This first question, uh, there is actually two answers to it. I will give you a point for each, um, and you can both, you know, steal that that bonus point as well. Uh, so, Anthony Smith, you're up first. Who entered the cage as a title challenger the most times? As a title challenger the most yes. times, who challenged that's a, for a belt? That's a great. Times. That's a great question. Without ever winning, that is, that is a no, great. I just the most that. times. Just the most times 
somebody challenged for a belt. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Uriah Faber. That is not either of them. Michael Bisping. Yeah. No, the reason you're thinking Uriah Faber, because that might be who had the most title shots known to man. <laughs> Uriah Faber. Wait, wait, wait. Re- say the question again. I'll, I'll go ahead and obviously I got it wrong, but who who yeah, exactly that. Who fought for a title as the challenger the most times? Okay. Well, you said it was not either of those. I was like confused about the No, no. So when you said who So there is it's a tie. There's two. There's two guys who are tied with oh, okay, this number. Okay. So I would have taken either. Well, who and fought I, for the belt most times and lost? No, I didn't say no. that. No. Who fought as See, the I challenge? Thought, I thought you meant, I thought you meant, and I'm glad you clarified this, who stepped into the cage pre-fight to, um, you know. Challenge for the title. Challenge for the belt and like a high piece. Oh, no, 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 no. Like who, who, who entered fights as the challenger? The most times. Entered fights as the challenger the most times. Which is why I thought it was Uriah Faber. Oh, God, it would be. Yeah, that's a good answer. I don't know why. It's not George St. Pierre. <laughs> he had a lot of cha- uh, title fights as the champion. Let's go through some of the lists. Not John Jones. He had one, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, who fought for the belt loads of times? Didn't win, but they kept giving it to him because they wanted him. Not brought Les. Was it brought Lesnar? I don't know. It wasn't brought Lesnar. Fought for the belt the most times as a challenger. Brought Lesnar. Ooh, that is incorrect. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Give me the weight class of one of them. Just you don't fun. get it. No, I know. Just for fun. Multiple weight classes for both. Kenny Florian. No. Marillo Bustamante. No. no. All right, go give Marilla it to us. Bustamante. Uh, Randy Couture. Fought for the title six times. So did BJ Penn. BJ. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Between well, welterweight yeah. and 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 lightweight, they both bounced around a lot. And I mean, Couture had three runs at heavyweight. So, um, yeah. Uh, all right. This one is also a two-parter, Michael Bisping. Uh, what men's weight class has had the highest number and which weight class has had the lowest number? of unique title holders. And for this one, because it's so much shorter, there is a hard time limit. So hold on. So which weight class has the most uh, title holders and which weight class has the least amount of title holders? Yes. And you want an and answer from me right now? Right yeah, now? Right for... now? I'm going to give you the answer right now. I'm going to give you the answer to both right now. The one with the most champions is the light heavyweight division. The one with the least is the flyweight division. Ooh, both incorrect. Anthony Smith, a big Smith chance to get two points here. Okay, okay. <laughs> you almost sold me, Say, Michael. All right, uh, repeat all right. the question, please. Uh, question master. Okay, so I need from you. What men's, uh, what men's weight class has had the highest number and the lowest number of unique title holders? I'm going to say the weight class with the most... It's going to have to be middleweight. The weight class with the least, I would say probably bantamweight. Mm, both incorrect again. The oh. weight class with the most what? champions, heavyweight. the oldest division is heavyweight. Uh, the ah. weight class with the fewest, this is where it was tricky, I thought, featherweight. Only four guys have ever held the, the featherweight belt. 
Interesting. Yeah, yeah, they brought that weight class in later too, and then no Jose clown. held it forever. Mm-hmm. We yeah. got no points. <laughs> All right, everything uh, is the same. Yep, four to one still, but there's still quite a few questions left. Uh, How many eight. questions? People have got lives to live. I didn't <laughs> no, no, no. Jesus Christ. People are loving this. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, You're doing a great show. You're just going to game show it up a bit, bro. All right, you got it. Well, we're going to we're gonna get to, uh, you know, uh, uh, interviews after this. But first, Anthony Smith, uh, who is the first oh, title yeah, the holder interviews. from a major organization outside the UFC, Pride, Strikeforce, WEC, Bellator, WSOF, PFL, uh, to fight for fight for and win a belt in the UFC. The first, okay. Repeat it one more time quickly. The first, the Uh, first fighter from an outside organization to come into the UFC and win a title. First title holder from an outside organization. Ooh. To come in and win a title. Yeah. So they had to have won a title in another major organization, come into the UFC, fight for and win a title. So uh, people like Jose Aldo, who were made the featherweight champion when they came over, doesn't count. Okay, I would say uh, I want to say it's Rampage, but there's got to be one before that. I'm going to go Rampage because this one popped in my head. Mm, so I'm all right. To clarify, I don't believe if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, I, I don't believe Rampage no, ever held the, held the he, belt. He was not the pride champion. He was not the pride champion. Ah, oh, fuck. Then that changes everything. I know who it is. All right. I was going to say, I was like, are we going deep? We, yeah, I don't know who it is. You know, what was, you know, I mean, I'm sure he was a champion of, you know, Rage in the Streets, Tennessee. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I'm like, right. wow. Um, so, champion just, of another organization, one of the only organizations back then. With, how deep are we going? Are we going like, are we talking Pancrash? Does, mm-hmm. Would that count? No, I, the the oldest one that I included on this list was, was Pride. Pride. Uh, but, Pride. Uh, yeah, but undisputed title. Yeah. So I think I might have mentioned him earlier. I'm not saying it's either a Marillo Bustamante or he might have been the other way around. Or it could be an Anderson Silva. Or was Anderson Silva even a pride champ? He wasn't. Because we had Sengoku, pride Sengoku, which was like the lighter weight classes, right? Sengoku, you got Sengoku yeah. on there? And Harrington, you got Sengoku Unlikely. It's not Anderson Silva, then. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to dangle the carrots, Anthony. You got to figure it out. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Well, let's just make a guess for the sake of fun and games. It's not Nagara. It's not Mandalay Silva. Oh, no, it's not Mandalay Silva. Became a UFC champion or fought in the UFC? Became uh, a UFC champion. Yeah. Now, right. I'll, say, I'll say Anderson Silva. I, I can't think of anything. This was a sneaky one. Didn't see this one coming. Benson Henderson uh, was the WEC champion. WEC champion. Uh, dropped it when he came over. I thought to there UFC. was someone before oh, that. Nope. W, what, what year was that? Uh, that was 2012. Um, one of the one of the Pride guys came over and won an interim title, um, but did not win the Undisputed Championship until Benson Henderson. Not many guys pulled that off. I'm sorry, WEC doesn't count to me. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, it doesn't. It doesn't. Right, well, okay, I, I included it on the list. It All right, hold count. on. All right, fine. Then, 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 then the then you know who the number one would be? Who? Come on, Luke Rockhold from Strikeforce. 
All right, my fire days. Lou Rockhold. That's what I was going to say. That's my answer. I'll take the point. I got to use the bathroom really bad, though. All right, today's episode is sponsored by Fitbod, the smart workout app, which sits there right on your phone. It works with Android. It works with iOS, and it will give you your best next workout. Listen, it's January. It's 2024. You've got no more excuses. If you can't afford it, this thing is practically free. If you haven't got any equipment, it designs a workout for you. If you've plateaued, this will give you a workout to get you the results that you need. The Smart Workout app creates custom dynamic exercise programs based on your goals, your experience, and your equipment, and varies them so you don't overtrain. The algorithm uses data and analytics to scientifically build your best next workout. You can see all your achievements, your streets, your muscle usage, your recovery right there in the app. And of course, you're in control and it gives you video demonstrations in high definition. You just put in what equipment you've got at your disposal and it will design a remarkable workout for you. And the best thing is, is that for less than the cost of one session with a personal trainer, you can get a full year of personalized workouts with FitBod. So as I say, what more are you waiting for, right? Well, you're waiting to hear the offer. Right now, right when you go to fitbod.me slash believe, you can get 25% off your subscription. Or if you're still not convinced, you can try the app out for free. You can try it for free to see what you think, and you're going to love it. So go to fitbod.me slash believe for 25% off your subscription or to try the app out for free when you sign up at fitbod.me slash believe. And once again, thank you to our sponsors for providing the lovely gift package uh, that our players are playing for today. Uh, Moving on, uh, Michael Bisping. How many champion versus champion fights have there been in the UFC? Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm just going to pick a number. I'm not going to go through it. I'm not going to waste time. I'm going to say six. That is incorrect. Anthony Smith for the steal. For the steal, I'm going to say, I think it's less than that. I'm going to say. Not six, so it's 50% more, 50% less. I'm going to say four. It is eight. You went to the wrong direction. Eight people uh, have come up to fight for a title. We suck at this. It was six until this year. Alexander Volkanovsky added his name to the list twice. Uh, So, yeah. All right. uh, So the list question for this uh, round is how many times has a vacant belt been challenged for in the UFC? A vacant belt? Ever? Ever. So you just name me a fight that was for a vacant title and uh, last one who can name a fight uh, loses or wins. Okay. Does it have to be one that's happened? Yes. Or one that's booked on the cards going down in just over a week. <laughs> just over a week. Mara Bruno Silva taking on Raquel Pennington and Harrington's gone at that. I don't blame him to be quite frank. You're doing a great job. His surprise kicked his internet off when you said that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm sure he'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> but I also have the answers here. So, okay. Let's I'm gonna, go then. I'm going to fill in. Interim I'm, question master. I'm, I'm the interim game host. The vacant belt interim host. Who has to start this? Managing. You do. I'm I worried, believe. Baby. Yeah. Mm, Jamal Hill, Glover Teixeira. Oh. All right. Ooh. Michael Bisbing. Alex Pereira, Yuri Prohashka. That is 
Correct. I'm I'm sorry, my uh my my tab just shut down. You're fine. The interim host doing a great job. We, we, we're tearing away. We're on round three. Anthony, just to bring you up to speed, said Jamal Hill and Glover Teixeira. I quickly followed that up, sensationally, by the way, with Alex Pereira versus Yuri Prohaska. And now the ball's back in Anthony Smith's court. Magomed Ankalaev versus Jan Blachowicz. You're a that prick. is on the list. You're a prick. I already got another one. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, pressure mounting. Uh, Demetrius Johnson versus I have who? not froze. I was like, this is who? <laughs> there was a lot. Ian McCall, Joseph Benavidez, Joseph Benavidez, Demetrius Johnson, Joseph Benavidez. I mean, technically, yes, it was a, it was a tournament for a belt that was vacant. Uh, I'll give that to you. Skin of my teeth. Islam Makachev, Charles Oliveira. That is correct. Son of a god! I got another one. <laughs> All of a sudden, uh, vacant belts. John Jones, Cyril Gone. Ooh, that's on the list. That's a very good one that I didn't have. Oh, God, I just lost it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There is more, right? Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, I got a bunch on. on this list. Um, Would have been the 45 title when Connor relinquished it. it. No, because there wasn't. No, there wasn't an interim. Shit. I got 10 seconds. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, let's hear it. What was it? <laughs> uh, I was thinking no, because they get the title back to DC. I don't, I don't got one. <laughs> yeah. So I get the point. Yes, you do, Michael Bisping. Uh, it is five to two. Uh, and for a bonus point, can I throw out that Khabib versus Connor? Was that even for the belt? Uh, that was for the belt, but it was Khabib who fought Ayakinta uh, for the vacant belt uh, when Connor vacated. Doesn't matter though. Doesn't matter. Doesn't right. matter. The, the that format that that question was finished. <laughs> mm -hmm. Made yep. it safe. You are in the clear. Uh, okay. Made the rules six two. It five is, two. I had a five two. Five two. I had it six. What did I don't I didn't have you getting other any other ones? I just from got this. one. Five. Now. It's five. Yeah. It was four before. Come on, goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so this next round is 2023 questions that all uh, involve uh, 2023. Uh, Anthony Smith, who is the only fighter to win four times this year? For um, Diego Lopez. Hmm. Nope. Michael Bisping. Oh, geez. Four times this year. Four times. Oh, he's just three. Damn. Jack Della Madalena. That is incorrect. It was Lupe Godinez. Uh, she got her oh. first win back in March and then put oh, four Lupe. together. Yeah. All right. Uh, Michael Bisping. Only one person fought five times this year. First time that's happened since 2020 when Kevin Holland did it. Who is that fighter? Oh, God. I know who it is as well, but I don't know the name. 
Oh, Jack man. Della Madalena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is incorrect. Anthony Smith. Five times. So, Wait, I have, so push you for an yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. Man, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm uh, that you officially pass. Yeah. You're it, tapping out. I quit. You're giving up. I am. I don't know. I don't know who didn't it, who even is. Didn't hazard a guess. I didn't. Uh, it was uh, Jessica Andrade. Oh, of yeah. course. Uh, she got on one of the first parts of the year. Yep, and just kept going. She had a very active year. Um, apparently, uh, uh, you know, she had some some. Uh, not whatever. the best year, though. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Not, not I don't. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about someone's misery, but she did talk about the reason why she's been very active, and it's the reason why you don't marry someone you don't want to stay the rest of your life with. That's all I'm going to say. There we go. Jesus uh, Christ! Failed marriages. We're fucking you, bring you, this down. Jesus Christ. Listen, people give it a go. They go with the best foot forward. They pledge allegiance, okay? They say for sickness and in health, for better or for worse, richer and poorer. Sometimes it doesn't work out, Hamilton. You can't sit there and just judge everybody that went against the holy sacrament of marriage. He's living what he preaches. He's not married yet. Correct. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm terrified of it. Uh, Okay, Uh, back to you, Uh, Anthony Smith. Who is the only fighter this year to secure three submission victories? That's got to be Diego Lopez. Someone's got to be Diego Lopez. Someone's got to be Diego Lopez. That is incorrect. Michael Bisping. Are you sure? I am positive. (laughs) It's that guy that's always doing submissions. Yeah, yeah, that one. (laughs) You know, old subby Sam. Um, Three submissions. Oh, I think I know. Level black belt. I think I know who it is. I don't say he's Brazilian. (laughs) Tom Aspinall's been off for a while. Tom's been getting a few. It's not Michael Chiesa. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll throw it out there real quick. I don't know. Pass. Ooh, is it? Uh, is oh. it? Is it Bo Nickel? No, it's no, he the man in the man in the coonskin cap, Brendan Allen. Oh shit! Yeah, that makes <laughs> a lot of sense. The coonskin <laughs> cap, raccoon skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just you know what I mean. I feel like that. That's like I don't know if you had a guy that wore a white hat, like that guy was wearing the Klan hat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, Oh, I like my Danny Crockett. All right, Mister Bisping, who is the only fighter in 2023 to score three knockout victories? TKO's count, of course. Yep. It's not Islam. It's not Islam. It's not John Jones. Oh, God. Oh, God. Knockouts. Three knockouts. Not Hamza. Stop shaking your head, Harrington. We're giving him clues. Ben Wasson, did he? Is that your final answer? 
Yes, that's my fucking answer. Well, then I'm sorry to tell you it's incorrect. Anthony Smith for the steal. You got any idea who got three knockouts this year? Three knockouts this year. Um, it's not. No, Gaethje won by decision. Fuck, I don't know. I don't it, know. I pass. It was Roman Koplov. Kopilov. Yeah, Kopilov. That old Russian. That old Kopilov. Pronounce the names correct. Yes, I'm sorry that I'm no John Anik, Michael. I will work on it. Kopilov. Brother, brother, this is number one bullshit. Now, next question, please. Uh, So, this is the list question. 16 individual records were set this year. How Uh, long is this quiz? (laughs) I got this, a grab bag, then a final question. No, you're doing great, Arrington. Thank you, sir. Uh, so I have 16 I still want to know who Anthony Smith is, though. What? I still want to know who you are. Like, hey, so what do you like to do in your spare time? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Mr. Smith, I hear you like to ride ATVs quite a bit. I do. I like long walks on the beach. I like running my snowblower. Um, I like, like beer and Moscow mules. Ah, uh, don't we all, Mr. Smith? Don't we all, <laughs> uh, Mr. Bisping? I hear your wife is a, uh, a, a noted equestrian. Give me a give me a funny story about being from a horse family. Well, you know, just recently actually <laughs> she's decided to uh, give up the equestrian. But you know, I also enjoy a Moscow mule, but not through a straw. Only some kind of <laughs> dork would like that. But I just want to say I'm having a great time. You know, it's really great to be here. Shout out to all my Clitheroe people out there. Woo! Let's go. Next question. And we certainly love having you, Mr. Bisping. Bing. Next question is up. It's a list. The 16 individual records were set uh, in 2023. That includes records for divisions or just for, you know, the UFC overall. Uh, I'm going to need you guys to list off records until one of you can't. Oh, my God. Oh like the record that was set? The record that was set this year. Yes. Okay. Um, Am I starting? Uh, yes. I think the significant strike record was broken. Uh, by... Y'all have to know by who? You can't just throw out a record. You gotta have well, I, some details. Otherwise, I could say, uh, well, you know, the uh, the amount of time think, spent in the octagon. Oh, uh, I think the sig- significant strike record was broken by Max Holloway. But I think it's it, his own record. Uh I will have to double check that, but I do not have that on my list. <sighs> Every time he fights, he breaks the record because he's at the leading front of it. Yeah, yeah now, but now, now now just to clarify on the rules here. I mm-hmm. don't need to give an answer, and I automatically get a point. Not no. If you're not, no, 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 no. That's you how it answer. works. No, no, you that's how it works. It's last one to answer the question gets a point. Last one oh. to, yeah, he got it. He was the first and the last to answer no, it. So, so I get the point. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all right. I'm gonna give you one. I'm gonna give you one. A record, bro. Are you sure finished. mine's wrong? Yeah, because it's, wrong, it's, it's it was there was he he you can't break your own record. So of course it's like, you can. The record okay. goes no, up every can't. time you fight. No, you can't. Yeah, but it doesn't count as a new person setting a record. But it's a new record. That bitch is mental. Okay, then then yeah, the, then this the this this list is eighty seven people long. It's <laughs> okay. the it's the okay, sixteen people that that's got that's records this year. I'll give you a record that was broken this year. Um, the number of failed title fights by Colby Covington in quick succession <laughs> more than anyone else getting shots at the belt. That's a real record. Not on the list, but we will allow it. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, if we so, allow that bullshit, my Max Holloway wins account. <laughs> yes. Well, but uh, it did. All right. So, Anthony Smith, you're up then. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't have one. <laughs> I'll give you one. Again, it's in the spirit of my last one. <laughs> Longest time somebody has waited on the sidelines for a fight that was booked to actually materialize, and the winner goes to Michael Chandler. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you guys both a point for this category, so <laughs> congratulations. Uh, I'm throwing our- out hard facts, solid info, statistical information. Sure, you are. You are. I was looking for things like uh, uh, Derek Lewis reclaimed the uh, knockout record after Matt Brown tied him. Um, uh, uh, so so uh, a guy that already held the record got the record again? <laughs> He was tied for the record okay. and no, set no, no, a it's new fine. I, I, I see this, uh, this, this bullshit favoritism. Uh, you know, I'm going to take fine. responsibility for this. We didn't go over the list before we started the show. Anthony, Anthony, are you, are you questioning the authority of the quiz master? You see his jacket. You see his jacket. That is screaming to be questioned. Moving on. I've never questioned okay. anything, especially my sexuality. He's wearing um, a Rubik's cube. Okay. I wasn't talking about your sexuality. <laughs> Are you nervous? No, I've never been nervous. All right. So this last one is going to be a grab bag. So this is uh, there's four different categories. I'm going to give you the list of the categories. You uh, pick them uh, and that'll be where your question comes from. Every question in this category is worth two points. Okay. Uh, so Jeez, the categories no. are Anthony Smith. Have to snatch the victory from the jaws of defeat. Explain the question three. again. I don't get it. It's a grab bag. They're worth two questions and they're in the style of what? Uh, so it, there, there are two. Points so there's left. an extra question from each category that we have here left over, and uh, are are we letting them pick? Have we yeah, decided? Yeah, picking that? your category. So the categories are first and last, uh, old school, 2023, uh, and then one is a callback uh, to something oh. else that we've already talked about on this quiz. So okay, uh, and he, like I said, each one is worth two points. Anthony Should we Smith? just choose the division? You choose which category. I will give you the question from that category, and you have to give me the answer. And by the way, when the person can't answer the question, we can also steal for two points. Exactly. And of course, in the spirit of the show, Anthony Smith goes first. <laughs> no, it's true, because you're behind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, category. We'll do the callback. All right. What is the shortest time between rematches in UFC history? Is this like in like months form or numbered events or the shortest time between rematches? Seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, months. No. Um, I'll say. Oh no! I want the I want the 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 fight like the the fighter who fought the, the shortest f- rematch. Yeah. Uh, the winner. Give me give me guys? one of the guys in the fight. Okay, shortest rematch. Um, BJ Penn. That is incorrect. Fuck. Michael Bisping. What category was this in? Uh, this was in callback. The old school. And there's a callback to just something that we've talked about on this quiz before. Oh, I don't know. Volkanovsky is on Makachev. Uh, that is incorrect. The shortest distance between rematches was Sakuraba. Actually fought the same guy twice on the same night uh, because Tank Abbott had to bow out. 
Of course, it was right there on the tip of my yeah, tongue. Yeah, I was just—I was gonna say that one. Yeah, it's like a Robert Tank Abbott. It feels like a it feels like a trick question. Okay, Michael Bisping. Uh, what's left is first and last, old school, or a question about twenty twenty three. Old school. Old oh, he's school. Kill this one. All right. Uh, Don Fry made his professional MMA debut at UFC eight. He amassed a ten and one record with the promotion. Who? Is the only guy to beat Don Fry. Oh, the only guy to beat Don Fry. In the UFC. In the UFC. I don't know, but I'm going to say Mark Coleman. That is correct for two points. Yeah! Damn it. Read out the score. Well, it's the Read only it. old school one I knew. The score is eight to three. It's not what I had, but I'll take it. In favor of Michael Bisbing. At seven to one. 2023, come on. <laughs> All right. 2023 uh, was the seventh year in a row with at least one disqualification in the UFC. Who was that one DQ? One DQ. Oh, my God. It was oh. a... DQ, God damn, it's like right here on my head. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I remember. Oh my God, who was it? Oh my gosh. Mike, do you have it? I, it's going to drive me crazy. It's going to kill me. It just says it. Yeah, I know. I don't, I, I don't know. It. Uh, it was controversial. It Everyone was. went crazy, including the commentators, mm -hmm. right? Because it shouldn't have been a disqualification, but I don't know it, Harrington. It Go was ahead. Jacob Malkoon. Malkoon uh, over no. Cody Brundage. God boy, damn it. Cody Brundage. I don't even have that one. What kind of God. teammate are you, Anthony? Shame on you. God damn it. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Michael Bisping is the last one in the category. left. Uh, so I have this one, and then I have the 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 grand final question. Okay, all, all right. right. Not uh, that I'm going to enjoy myself. I was just curious. I'm just going to keep going until Anthony just. We have to have a, a, yeah. a limit on this. Well, you know what I mean? uh, all right, Michael. Who was the first UFC fighter to appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated? Oh, oh, oh! See, straight away I went to Anthony Pettis, but that was the Wheaties box. Mm-hmm. On the cover of Sports Illustrated, it's an educated guess. Sports Illustrated is back some time when the UFC was booming. Who were the first poster boys? You had people like Tito Ortiz, definitely a candidate, but not Dana White's favorite person at the time. So therefore, I'm going to forfeit him. Who was Dana White's favorite person and one of the people to definitely be responsible for the big boom in the UFC, rocking a mohawk with Kempo Jiu-Jitsu tattooed on him, going by the name of the Iceman, Chuck Liddell. Unfortunately, Michael Bisping, that is incorrect. Anthony Smith into it. for the steal with two points. I mean, it does sound cool, but I, I don't I, I can picture him. He's a 55er, like he's from the Philippines, I think, or what the hell is his name? This is another one that's going to drive me crazy. I know what I just like blanked on his name. He's really pretty, though. 
All right. Well, back in, <laughs> I, go ahead. No, back go ahead. in 2007, Roger Huerta Roger raced Huerta. the cover. Yeah, he trains in the Philippines and Thailand a bunch. I just couldn't remember his name. Roger Bloody Huerta. There's a yeah. throwback name. He was yeah. sick as well back in the day. Then yeah, he was good. He a crazy fight. Then he got into a crazy street fight. Mm-hmm. And then kind of went off the radar for a bit. Yeah, he was in Bellator for a little while. He was good, though. Shout out Roger Huerta. <laughs> All right, so. We have one final question, and wouldn't you know it, it's worth 10 points. Okay. No, okay. no. You can't and, do And it's coming to me. And it's coming to me. It is you actually. do that. That makes the rest, the last God bloody mind-numbing hour and a half pointless. <laughs> if the final question could just dissolve. You got to dominate from beginning to end, Michael Bisbing. Yeah. Uh, Not quite a runaway just yet. Uh, So for this question, I'm going to need you both to text me the answer uh, because it is a number. Uh, The the thing I'm looking for is a number. Uh, And I don't want like one of you guys say it, then give an edge to the other guy. Uh, I'll get him at the same time. Whoever comes closest wins. The question is 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 different people fought for and won a world title this year. I want to know what their combined ranking heading into the fight was. If they were hold, not ranked, hold, 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 on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a silly question. I just mm-hmm. want to start that off. It's ridiculous. We're excluding the viewers, right? By it's, having it's, in, it's impossible to it's Google. It's impossible to answer. And the question, I, don't, I still don't even understand it. Okay. So if they're ranked five, then mm-hmm. that's a five. If the rank seven, then you add seven to five. Yes. Give me okay. the total for all eleven challengers who won a belt this year. What's First of all, you're assuming that we know the off the top of our heads who all the eleven challenges are. Then we need to know their name. Then we need to know their <laughs> ranking at the time. Then yeah. we need to be able to do the math to uh-huh. put all those numbers together. That's then we're why I have service on our phone to text in. It Mike, is a 10-point question for a reason. Michael Bisping, this yeah. is a bug. This is not a bug. It is a feature. <laughs> yeah, this is. Okay, let me think here. I'm, I'm, I'm already rolling. So whoever's closest wins the 10 points. Whoever is closest wins the points. Going over doesn't matter. Yeah, so hold on. The people that fought for a belt this year, they're ranking at the time. Mm-hmm. Who won a belt this year, they're ranking at the time. And it's not, trust me, this was not a quick thing to Google. This took a long time to uh, find out what this number was. Eventually. Okay. I'm, it's just sent it. A lot of fighters, a lot of big fights. Right. I said, you got, I'm just going to say mine. Okay. Wait, wait. Did, you, did you get it? Harrington? I have yours. Yes. Okay. Well, read out Anthony's. Oh. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Mine's already sent. Mine's already sent. I'm a man of honor, guys. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I still don't quite fully understand the question. I apologize to all the viewers. And I'm going to give you a bit of breakdown the way I did it, right? So, Pantoja's the champ. I think he was ranked for something like number three. So that would give you a three. O'Malley was probably five. That's an eight. Volkanovsky was already the champ. So we're still on eight. Islam was still already the champ. We're still on eight. Liam was the champ. We're still on eight. Strickland was about eight, ranked eight. So that gives us 16. Alex Pereira was probably around a light heavyweight this time next year. I don't even think he was ranked. 
I don't even think he was ranked at light heavyweight. He was middleweight, wasn't he? But I will say five, so that's 21. John Jones was not ranked at heavyweight. Oh, no, he was probably the champ. I don't know. I'm just going to say 28 just because we've got to move this on. 28, but you see my logic, you see my work, and you're seeing into the mind okay, of the so Michael Bisping. What's the answer? 28 uh, was exactly nine off the total. What did Anthony say? And I want to see the text, Prick. The total well, who, was, he was 37. Text, Anthony Smith said 44, which makes him seven away. And this year's <laughs> ultimate trivia championship winner, Anthony Lionheart Smith. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to thank all my supporters, my sponsors, everyone that uh, has been supporting me through this whole time that I know sometimes it looked like we were going to lose. Here at the end, we always pull it out. That's what the Lionheart is actually about. Uh, If you want to send any gifts or or want something signed, send them to uh, Gas Digital, uh, and they'll get them over to me. Thank you very much, everybody. Please, no more applause. Everyone sit down. Enjoy yourself. (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna lie this hurts this hurts okay it was a scam (laughs) just fucks off he just goes because he knows they've had me well i was gonna ask you if if there was any closing words you wanted to give but you you already jumped on it i'm good yeah but ladies and gentlemen i just want to say that once again the judges have stiffed me Okay, whether it's the <laughs> athletic commissions, the steroid cheats, or the judges themselves, but I will say you've got to be gracious in defeat and humble in victory. Anthony, you're a great champion. Thank you, brother. I look Thank forward you. to perhaps Thank maybe you. next year getting revenge. Anyway, that was a long, drawn-out affair. Thank you for sticking with us. Anthony, thank you, and congratulations. You prick, even though technically I won. Uh, I will always say that. Um, uh, uh, we'll be back on Thursday. We've got Michael Benham Page. He's fighting the one and only Kevin Holland, UFC 299, I think it is. So, or 298. It's one of them, anyway. So, uh, tune in for that. Anthony, congrats. Thank you. Thank you very uh, much first time I had a win in a while and it feels really good that's the show